Regal Movie Masters. Unlimited. This is the Regal Movie Masters Unlimited Podcast where we indiscriminately watched past tense every goddamn movie that came out at the local theaters for the last year. And this is our special episode for many reasons. First, it's the last episode before our oft-threatened indefinite hiatus where we're taking an extended break, which might just mean we stop doing this after this episode. But more importantly, beyond the gloom and doom, is the celebration of film that we saw. This is our awards ceremony. We never came up with a good name for it, so it's just the awards. Our host today is Joe Coy. Joe? Hey! I don't think that joke's going to last very long. He just did the, <laughs> they just did the Golden Globes. And everybody hated it. And everyone hated poor Joe Coy, the man. Uh, I guess they didn't like him, so sad sad for that. But yeah, I don't think that's going to be in the news cycle for probably by the time this actually gets released. Right. <laughs> I think people were forgotten about old Joe Coy's uh, uh, supposed bad uh, performance there. There were some interesting winners. I, I, I like that poor things just uh, swept the floor with a lot of the bigger name movies. Some surprisingly good picks from the Golden Globes this year. Some shit that pissed me off. What did they put Wonka in for? Musical? Musical compass film all time. Comedy, musical. Yeah, there was like, shut the fuck up. You just did that so that that boy would come here. (laughs) There was a lot of of political choices. Mm. You know what drives... This is a side note. (laughs) I'm not going to be able to yell that much after this. So this is... I'm getting it all out of the way. Uh They had one that was like for best movie performance. Like best... Thing. Yeah, it was like a box office or cinematic achievement. Oh yeah, like event. It's like Taylor Swift is like seven movies. Yeah, except yeah, yeah. that that's uh, the one event that you can quantify. How much money, money did you make? Yeah, and it was like you know Barbie, Super Mario, Oppenheimer. Yeah. Okay, those were like the top three, and then it was like Mission Impossible. But that's bullshit. That's not in the top ten of movies that grossed this year, and it actually lost money. And um, there was. Uh, they're putting the Taylor Swift. You know what, gross? This is. Hey, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Taylor Swift. This is a. This is five entries into the category of the most money you made category. So the one thing you can actually say here's what did it. Technically, the eleventh most money making movie was the Eras Tour because it got bumped off by. Uh, remember how Avatar Two kept rolling into this year? Uh-huh. So technically, the money that Avatar Two made in oh, two thousand doesn't count. Doesn't count. Okay, so what? What excluding that came before Taylor Swift? What made more money than Taylor Swift? Sound of Freedom. That was oh. number nine. That was the number ninth gro- highest grossing movie. But really, yeah. Oh, because the pay it forward thing with the whatever tickets. it was, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. who. They, the bottom line is again, this is the one category where you can quantify. It's, we shouldn't even be talking about the bottom five. Anything happening in the bottom five? It's just the first five highest grossing movies. That should have been it. But they had to be nice to Tom Cruise, and so they picked the mm-hmm. Mission Impossible movie, even though I'm pretty sure it lost money. But now, Would, n- did Top Top Gun didn't come out this year? No, that was last okay. year. And that I think probably won the category that year, which is fine. That's again, that's why you have this category. Here's who got the most points, and then you look at who the points are, and then those are your people. We don't have any of those politics here, folks. We are are shooting from the gut, from our heart. We don't need to appease anyone. And so this is a, a way to get a pure and honest assessment. And an advantage. We've actually seen all the movies. Yes. Yeah. yeah. All the way through. Yes. 
sat down in a theater as God intended and watched. And uh, uh, for for that, your movie masters today, aside from Joel Coy, are myself. I'm Colin. Uh, Justine. Hi. Brent. Hello. And Dylan. What's up? These are the the we we got you through the year, man. We watched them. We slogged it out. We're here to talk about our favorites. So, what was our what is our first category? First category is going to be best supporting actress. Favorite supporting actress. Are, are these all favorite? Yeah. Uh, uh, I would no best. best. Is, well, best is Oscars. <laughs> I don't know. I'm right. Is it best? I like, I'll take or? favorites. I like that. So um, we did last I year. I like the ring. We called it like the RMMU favorites last okay. year. Okay. Okay. The, fa- the favies. Okay. God, that's terrible. <laughs> don't say that. All right. Our favorite supporting actress. All uh, shall 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 I? Sure. Shall. Okay. So I, I have uh, from Holdovers, Divine Joy, uh, Susan Sarandon from Maybe I Do, Anne Hathaway from She Came to Me, Hattie Cook, the little bratty girl from Oven Age, and, and, and Jade Kwan from Jewels. Those are my favorite supporting actresses of this year. And uh, in terms of performance, I have to give it to Divine Joy. I thought that was... A divine performance. Uh, so that's my winner. I should say our, our point system here, right? Uh, just so there's no no shenanigans. Uh, e- each nominee is one point. The winner is five points. Whoever has the most points is the cumulative winner. So we announce our favorites, and then there's a cumulative favorite. That that sounds reasonable. So Justine, who are you, what is was your favorite? I have a questionable supporting actress, bro. Because I don't know if it counts as supporting or lead at this point. I'm like looking back at it. There's some that are on the cusp. I remember we had the same problem last year. Because <sighs> I don't know what counts as supporting. In a, well, it's it's Paul Giamatti and that other boy are the leads. Okay, but let's say like the um, I don't want to give away my my answer, but hmm. When we get to my answer, maybe you'll tell me where I don't know. Is I'm just like looking back, I was like, what does this count as? I mean, do you remember last year? I didn't even know what a Sigma male was. So, well, yeah. <laughs> this I still year, don't. I think I got it wrong again. This year you became one. <laughs> Not by choice. <laughs> Fucking these movies. Uh, so I chose Laurie Metcalf in Somewhere in Queens, Tiffany Haddish for Landscape with Invisible Hand. Uh, Diane Keaton in Maybe I Do, and then Danielle Brooks in The Color Purple. Oh, that's a good choice. For my favorite supporting actress, I also went with Divine Joy uh, for Holdovers. Favorite supporting actress? Uh, Yeah, I've got one, two, three, four, five, six listed. Um, Divine Joy is the first entry on that list going in reverse order. Then, yeah, Sarandon and Maybe I Do. She's ex- excellent in that. Tiffany Haddish in, uh, she was Beth in Landscape with Invisible Hand. Jane Curtin as Joyce and Jules I've got in my third spot. Harriet Sandum Harris, who was Sandy and Jules, I put in uh, the two spot. I really like both their performances, obviously. I thought they were great support in that, in that movie. And then uh, top spot for supporting. The sister, a.k.a. Lena, in Polite Society, Ritu Araya, or Aria. I don't know how to pronounce it. Great call. Dylan, who do you got? All right. This is where I do not know if this counts as a supporting actress. So tell me off the bat right now. (laughs) Lily Gladstone in Killer of Flower Moon. 
yeah. I, I have her as a I lead. I have her as a lead. See, I that's where I thought, like, I was like, okay, Leo and uh, Robert Decap. Yeah. I guess if you go, like, above, <laughs> if you go above the title for your leads, uh-huh. then, yeah, that, that then she would qualify as supporting. But if you but, go with then actually watching the movie, then it's, like, a, I'd say maybe a tweener if you're being critical. But, yeah, probably a lead. Our, our honorable Golden Globes have her as a lead. Oh. oh, they have him on leads. Yeah, she won Okay, lead. well then, sorry. I'll take it back. Actually, reverse it. I don't know what the walk it line. What's the, what's the line he says? says look quiet down and... Or listen. Stand stand quiet, shut up, wait, reverse it. Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> he tells kids to shut up. That's crazy. Anyway, all right, supporting actresses. Uh, I got Shawnee Smith, Amanda from Saw X. I got Jenna Ortega as the little sister in Scream Six, dude. Oh, man. Got Ao Edebri. Uh, I can't say her name. Is it theater camp? Yeah, in theater yeah, camp. Yeah, so good. Uh, Madeline Yuna Voiles, the little robot girl from the creator. But <laughs> I, I might answer that one a little bit too early because I didn't, I uh, didn't go down the list. But um, if I had to pick one on the spot to fill up my top five. Of supporting actresses, uh, go ahead and put um. We must rise from the beast, Michelle Yeoh. Yeah, oh, yeah. Michelle Yeoh. Yo. Yo. Gun to her head. Yeah, 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 yeah. that is my supporting actress right there. Like, if I had to replace, yeah, yeah. if I had to replace Lily and push Lily into my main actresses, I would say Michelle Yeoh as the bird yeah. from um. Transformers Rise of Yeah, the or Freddie Fazbear. And, and Colin hit, hit him with the line. <laughs> Uh, One last time. <laughs> Maximals maximize. <laughs> a year of maximizing. Did she get a golden Golden Globe? No. What? For that? Rob. We sent her one. She's just not aware yet. <laughs> uh, so who who do you have as? Divine Joy Randolph is the winner for favorite supporting actress for her go. role in The Holdovers. And what is our ne- our next category? The uh, next category is lead actress. All right. Now this one I feel bad for everyone who isn't the winner because every everyone I have here is a is a is a killer. I had a lot easier. I I guess I had an easier time picking out standout performances in this than I did for the lead actor category. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my my favorites are. And then I guess I'll say the winner at the end. I think that's usually. The format, right? Okay, uh, Lily Gladstone from Killers of the Flower Moon, Sandra Hewler from Anatomy of a Fall, Tayana Taylor from A Thousand and One, Sally Hawkins from The Lost King, and Emma Stone from Poor Things. And I gave it to Lily Gladstone. It was Lily Gladstone's whole world. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, she's that's a that's a slam dunk. All right, so. My lead actresses, I chose Helen Mirren from Golda. Good choice. Tiana Taylor from 1001, Sandra Hewler from Anatomy of a Fall, Emma Stone, Poor Things, and then my winner is also Lily Gladstone for Killers of the Flower Moon. All right. I uh, had a little, I mean, yeah, a lot of the same players, different order. Um, we're going to start with Allison Williams from Megan <laughs> in, in the five spot. I, I don't know. I, I love that movie and I, I thought she was compelling in it. Was she the, the mom or the little? Yeah, she's the mom. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the aunt. Yes. 
Fair yes. enough. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the motherly figure. You guys watched the fucking movie? <laughs> not, I mean, it happened a year, year ago, so. Not in a year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then, yeah, then, yeah, you got to acknowledge Lily Gladstone from Killers of the Flower Moon. Um, Sally Hawkins, Lost King, got there in the third spot. Tiana Taylor, uh, up until two weeks ago, was my lead for, you know, just favorite on the year for 1001. But Emma Stone came in last minute with poor things and just swept the whole thing for me. I thought that was incredible. You know, I have a lot of the same actors, same players, different positions, mm-hmm. or whatever you said earlier. Uh, <laughs> I got Lily Gladstone, uh, the the person I had for supporting, but I have her now as lead. Lily Gladstone from Killers of a Flower Moon, Sally Hawkins from The Lost King, Sophie Wilde from Talk to Me. I was uh, surprised, oh, yeah. legitimately was like not aware of who that person was, and then I was like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, she has to do all that thing with her eyes. Yeah, it's crazy. Ayo would uh free uh, <laughs> Ken, but uh, put her in bottoms, uh, the movie bottoms. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Emma Stone and Poor Things, and I sadly, since adding Lily Gladstone to this uh, grouping, I had to push out my fifth place, Jennifer Lawrence in uh, No Hard Feelings. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> so who do you I have as your, as your winner? If My winner, if I have to be honest, like I, I'm thinking about Lily, I was thinking about Emma. I think I have to go Emma Stone. We have a tie. Just crazy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we have a tie. That makes two ways. Yeah. That makes sense, though. They both have the same amount. Yeah, Everybody is, has Emma yeah. Stone and Luke. We, we had multiple Stone. winners in categories last Fair year. Fair enough. So, so co-winners. Co-winners. Like yeah, there's nothing. No. Congratulations. Nothing wrong there. Uh, the, which brings us to our our next category. You you ain't going to see this one on the Oscars because <laughs> they're scared. This ain't your dad's award show. It is Girl Boss. Oh. The Girl Boss of the Year. This is all this was also a crowded one. Uh, I'm gonna have some honorable mentions, but first let's let's give give uh proper respects. We have Emily from the movie Emily. <laughs> wow. This he is this is your this is your honorable mentions. No, no, no. These are the mo- these are the my my noms. Oh, they don't Oh, claps. okay, I'm sorry. Uh M Thregan from Meg M Thregan. Golda from Golda. Ooh, good one. Uh, the Marsh King's daughter from the Marsh King's daughter, and uh, the winner of Girl Boss of the Year is Share Height by a country mile. Uh, I also have a. <laughs> I didn't know we could count Share Height. This is the obvious winner for Girl okay. Boss of the Year. Uh, but my my, I did have to give some honorable mentions to the. Uh, Scuttlebutt from The Little Mermaid <laughs> and uh, Lucy Gray Baird from uh, Hunger Games of Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Thank you for the full title. Great girl yeah. bosses representation. It's a good year for girl bosses, but unfortunately they had to go up against the goat, Share Height, yeah. in which case they were shut down. Dang. I have Lily Gladstone and Killers of the Flower. Okay, Man. yeah. I also chose The Marsh King's Daughter, Daisy Ridley, and The Marsh King's Daughter. Uh, and I went with Marissa Tomei, and she came to me, the tugboat captain. Oh, fair enough. Uh, Celine Dion in Love Again. <laughs> that was this year? Yeah. And then my <laughs> number one was also Cher Height in The Disappearance okay. of Cher Oh, Height. good job. Jeez. All right. So, yeah, for Girl Boss, I have a three, or I'm sorry, a four-way tie for third. Uh, that would be uh, the characters Mora, Trish, Betty, and Lou, played by Rita Moreno, Jane Fonda, Sally Field, and Lily Tomlin accordingly. Uh, in 80 for Brady in third spot. 
Uh, second, I'm just chumming the waters. It's just Barbie. And then first, I'm going Bella Baxter from Poor Things. Um, I have actually put seven down. That's cool. <laughs> but there's a lot of, there's a lot of yeah. like five-way ties and shit. So <laughs> all right, here we go. Uh, I got the Bottoms cast. That was, that was <laughs> the whole cast. Yes. <laughs> got the entire cast. That whole club. I guess uh, they were. Yeah. Enough. Got the 80 for Brady cast as well. <laughs> okay. I got me, Thregan. Yeah. Uh, I got the Carpenter sisters from Saw. Oh, I'm sorry. Scream 6. The the Jen Ortega and the other lady. Yeah. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence and uh, No Hard Feelings. Right, right. Right. I don't know. This one counts. I'm I'm making it count. I'm putting Peach from Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> oh, I mean, she, she was Boston. She, 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 she has yeah. the title, the royalty. And uh, I'm a, I'm just doing this out of respect, bowing down, kissing feet, kissing the back of her hand. Shawnee Smith, uh, Amanda from Saw X again, <laughs> making an appearance. But if I have to put a a, a stamp, uh, first place. I'm going to have to go ahead and put uh, Jennifer Lawrence, dude. She put her <laughs> fucking life on the line in that film to take a kid out. Scullies. Kid. All sorts of autonomy and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad she won something, Dylan. Well, she, she deserves it. <laughs> so the Long winner career. is Cher Height from The Disappearance of Cher Height. There we go. What's uh, What's the next? I'm ready. I'm standing by. Now we're moving to favorite supporting actor. All right. Uh, what do I got? What do I got? Supporting. So it's a slight challenge, but not so much. I'll, I got uh, David Harbour from Gran Turismo, legend. William H. Macy from Maybe I Do. Uh, you remember the the Michael character, uh, a.k.a. Forrest Goodluck from How to Blow Up a Pipeline. Yes. A movie yep. that's going to make some uh, appearances. Uh, Nathan Lane from Dicks and Nathan Lane from Bo is Afraid. The winner <laughs> is uh, Nathan Lane from Dicks. Okay. Oh, specifically from Dicks. Yes. Not so if someone else got Nathan Lane from Bo, is that a different, different answer? Different category. I guess, yeah, yeah, we'll, different entry. We'll play that by ear. Something tells me. No. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, you cowards don't share my vision. I almost put him, but he got bumped. I didn't know if it counted, honestly. Yeah. But I understand. <laughs> All right, so I have uh, Willem Dafoe in Poor Things, David Harbour, also from Gran Turismo, William H. Macy, also from Maybe I Do. I have uh, Milo Greener, the kid from Anatomy of a Fall. Okay. Ooh. And then my number one was Mark Ruffalo from Poor Things. Yeah, that's a good call. Wow. Great call. Um, I'm going to shuffle mine as I go. Uh, so yeah, I had David Harbour for Gran Turismo. I thought he kind of carried that movie in, a, in an odd way. Absolutely. Uh, Willem Dafoe, Poor Things, of course. Mark Ruffalo from Poor Things. Uh, this one doesn't count, but spiritually, Kid Cudi from House Party, I, I had to mention in this category. I, I want Kid <laughs> Cudi to be mentioned in the, with, with these greats. Uh, my favorite heading into uh, the last minute was Glenn Howerton from Blackberry. But I'm going to have to bump Glenn down to two and go ahead and put Nathan Lane from Dicks <laughs> as uh, my favorite supporting actor. This is, yeah. this is colluding. This is collusion. <laughs> no, it's not. We didn't talk about it. This is, this is, you want to talk about going from the heart? My heart says Nathan Lane. Because the, the, uh, the post credits alone, it shows him just going, I've never been this demeaned in my life. Or like... <laughs> He has, to to get, he has to get something for being in two goaded films this year. True. Anyways. 
Everybody had two films this year. I I like that A.O. Edelberry is getting some respect, too, because yeah, she was in three. I heard a debris. A debris? A debris. I.O. debris, yeah. I'm just saying, we've been saying it differently <laughs> yeah. every year. Yeah, I'm so sorry, every... A.O. Spiritually, though, we're You alive. know what we mean. Yeah. All right. Got a whole different fucking direction for y'all. I believe it. <laughs> right. I got Michael Keaton in The Flash. <laughs> Good. I got, huh? Good. Yeah, I got Jack Black in the Super Mario Brothers movie. Respect. Got Patrick Wilson, a.k.a. Ocean Master in Aquaman 2. Okay, I haven't seen it. <laughs> it's a fucking perfect film. Uh-huh. Uh, Joe, the... Joe Bird, the kid who hurts himself and talk to me uh, when he slams his head against Dude, the sink and shit. Crazy, brother. Respect. Hard. Great pick. I also, it's going to be controversial, especially in this one room for one person specifically. <laughs> um, I really like Jeremy Allen White in the Iron Claw, dude. I got to admit, I was like, God damn. No, he's s- the best in that movie. For I want to sure. see him in some Calvin Klein's. And then I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My dreams were fucking answered immediately. Dude, he's just like, he's an incredible actor, period. I know. I love you that know? guy. Yeah. That guy's cool. Nothing is his fault. Uh, but if I had to choose the best one, it's really hard because it's like Michael Keaton, legend. Patrick Wilson, legend. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to go Jeremy Allen White okay. for my number one. I'm not going to lie. Good pick. So who wins? So that leaves Nathan Lane for Dicks the Musical. Hey, you can't can't complain about that. Uh, okay, so next category we have is lead actor. I I was I was surprised how thin this was. Extremely yeah. thin. I have Weird. two down, but I'm all add as we go. <laughs> I'll tell you how thin it was. Is I had uh, Cillian Murphy from Oppenheimer on it. The, yeah. the pleb choice. Yeah. But uh, he did he did do it. He did tear that up just because of the movie was a little. Overstated, let's say. Doesn't take from a, a great performance. Uh, Willem Dafoe from Inside. Robert Pattinson from The Boy and the Heron. Voice acting counts. Uh, Peter Dinklage in She Came to Me. And, but my winner, and I am, can't believe I'm saying this. I'm going rogue on this one. I'm going to zig while they all zag. I'm saying Joaquin Phoenix for Napoleon. Oh, <laughs> okay. I love that performance <laughs> so much. I think I really want to give a shout out, not an official counting, uh, point counting, but uh, uh, Bill Nighy from Living. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was great. And um, uh, Charlie Day from Fool's Paradise, a movie mm-hmm. that I'm also going to have to, okay. I feel like culturally, I have to go alone on. I feel, I feel safe in this room. This room is a f- safe space for... Fool's Paradise appreciators, and I felt he did a, a very good job in that film. But that's that that those are all, that's all I got. All right. Uh, so I have Willem Dafoe in Inside as well, and Peter Dinklage from She Came to Me. I have Joaquin Phoenix for Bo is Afraid, and Killian Murphy for Oppenheimer, and then favorite was uh, Barry Keoghan for Saltburn. Little creep. Little creep. Little creep strikes again. <laughs> I only have three for this. Um, in third would be Charlie Day from Fool's Paradise. Uh, not a line aside from when he played his alter ego, um, but that was great. Uh, Matt Damon for Air, I thought was really compelling. And I'll put Paul Giamatti up top for Holdovers. All right. Mine's a little different from everyone else's. <laughs> got, some, got a few of the same, but... A lot different. Starting off with the most different, I'm putting Channing Tatum from Magic Mike 3. Nice. <laughs> I respect Fuck that. It. Honestly, you're yeah. still dancing. That's sick. 
That's fucking awesome. You still look that good? I'm fucking pissed off. <laughs> um, I got Willem Dafoe inside. Sir Ben Kingsley and Jules, because he has to act aside, uh, act along with an alien. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> That's it's a good really call. Cool. It's, it's stealing it, the show. Yeah, because it is really funny that it's Ben Kingsley <laughs> and it's like some little alien boy. He's enjoying the hell out of himself, too. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, you know, good for him. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix and uh, Bo is Afraid. Yeah. Not Napoleon. I did like him in Napoleon, but Bo is Afraid. And uh, Tobin Bell from Saw X. Um, but I gotta be real with myself. I put Dovin Bell. He's like a really close number one. But if I had to really, really uh, put a number one, it's Walking Phoenix. Bow is afraid for me. Yeah. Okay, so we're gonna have to do some math here. Yeah. See, and this is where the Bow's the Walking Phoenixes <laughs> in two films cancel each other. Yeah. Out. Yeah, yeah. He took himself out. <laughs> yeah. Um, Walking Phoenix and Bow is afraid. I had in. I did. And but you, you didn't, didn't have him in Napoleon? Uh-oh. I had him in Napoleon, but if you had yeah. him on... No, Bo is afraid. You have him in Bo is afraid? Yeah. Well, if you have him as Bo is afraid... And then he takes it. And yeah. Dylan is the winner. Because he gets a five point. All right. So the winner is Joaquin Phoenix for Bo is afraid. Good job. Favorite, supporting, uh, favorite lead actor. For Bo. <laughs> yeah, not Napoleon. Cross <laughs> it, Write Napoleon and cross it out. Yeah, scribble it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so the next one would be Sigma, Sigma Male. This is a tough one. You're going to see a lot of the names that you I've already mentioned, but they're popping up again. Uh, I got uh, uh, Napoleon, Willem Dafoe from Inside. Uh, I have uh, Michael from How to Blow Up a Pipeline, the, the titular Equalizer from Equalizer 3, a god-tier Sigma, but the number one Sigma male, the elected Sigma male, the only can-be-one Sigma male. It's going to be Nathan Lane from Dicks. He went his own way. <laughs> He decided to put his interests and his love above all, and uh, thus he is the ultimate Sigma male. <clears throat> wow. Really sweeping these hey. <laughs> awards. All right. So um, <laughs> surprisingly, perhaps, I have, uh, what is his name? John Kramer from Saw. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. John Bell. God tier Sigma. Yes. Yes. No that's your number one? No. All right. That's your only uh, one that you put down? All right. So I have Tobin Bell in Saw X. <laughs> I have uh, Denzel Washington's character in The Equalizer 3, yep. um, the Barry Keoghan's character in Saltburn, um, John Wick for, obviously, Keanu Reeves. And then for number one, I chose Michael Forrest Goodluck from Pipeline. That is the true Sigma. That is the true Sigma. In the spirit of the... Of the uh, is Michael the one that made the bombs? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. In the spirit of the uh, category, he is certainly the one. So yeah, in at five, Tobin Bell for Saw X. Uh, in at four, Denzel and Equalizer three. Uh, let's see, in third spot, I got Timothy Chalamet for what he will become as Wonka. Okay. <laughs> it's hypothetical. Uh, number two, uh, this was my number one until I remembered another person. Sisu from Sisu. All right. That, that's Sigma, right? That is true Sigma. And then to show that I don't know what Sigma male means, number one... Perhaps maybe the uh, some could argue the lead for uh, eighty for Brady, Mister Guy Fieri. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, I think you say Tom Brady. That's a, that is a true Sigma. Tom Brady, uh, the Sigma male king of Flavortown. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. All right, a lot of the same names, a lot of the same names. John Kramer, 
Yes. <laughs> Song X. There's three points right there. I have, tell me if this one counts. I'm pretty sure it does. Father Maricone slash St. Michael in the Devil Conspiracy. Ooh. I'll say yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. He doesn't care about sex. He just wants to fucking get the Satan Slay. out. Slay. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I also got Barry from uh, Saltburn in there. Yeah. Uh, I put Bo. I feel like I'm just cheating. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you could put that in yeah. every yeah, category. Kind of. yeah. and I put Luigi in, from Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> if you think about it, so true. If you think about it, so yeah. true. Another sweep for Charlie Day. Yeah, <laughs> fucking A. But I think I'm going to have to do uh, the Saltburn Berry guy. Berry? Yeah. yeah the he, little he straight up just fucked a grave. <laughs> yeah, he did, didn't he? He did do that. That is fact. Yeah. Shit. He didn't even care about any of sex. He just wanted the house. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so it's Barry Keoghan for Saltburn as the little Sigma This still, yeah, this still turns out right, even if, if somebody tries to, you know, have some weird picks like me, like Guy Fieri. It still, it still goes to the right person. Yeah. Good job, creeping. Good job, little creep. Good job, grave fucker. All right, so the next category is a favorite action feature film. This was a weak year for action. I had it was a, a better year for horror than it was for action, and it was not a very good year for horror. Uh, I have uh, John Wick Four, The Marvels, Plane, which I feel is probably the most action movie of yeah, all the action yeah. movies. Devil Conspiracy, but the Thinking Man's action film, the one that's uh, I think uh, a, a real underrated one. I have Polite Society as my winner mm. for action film of the year. Um, I have Transformers, Rise of Beasts. Hell yes. Michelle Yeoh holding it down of her own free will. What did she say in that movie? Maximals <laughs> maximize. <laughs> Who's the other one? Optimus Primal is not in optimum use. You need the Transwarp. The, the Transwarp Mogrifier. The Transwarp Key, right? Yeah. yeah. The Transwarp Key. It's yes. on Earth. <laughs> Optimus Primal, we must obtain the transwarp key from the Decepticons. You want an Oscar. <laughs> what else did she say? Uh, cool shit. <laughs> so, uh, yes, Transformers featuring Michelle Yeoh. Uh, Fast X, The Marvels, John Wick 4, and then my number one, Polite Society. Hey. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've only got four. We're going to come in with Equalizer, Plane. I wanted to go higher, but there's two that were better. Devil Conspiracy and at two if we're counting it as action. And the number one, Polite Society. Damn. Incredible movie. Still needed to watch it. Um, it's still not streaming anywhere, which is so rude. Anyway, uh, wasn't it in theaters for like a week and a half? I know. Yeah, dude, it's so, so dumb. Yeah. yeah, such a bummer. Um, For me, it's going to piss off a lot of people calling <laughs> i have plane i got john wick four i'm getting everything that's been mentioned before mm-hmm. fast x equalizer three this is where it gets controversial <laughs> mission impossible dead reckoning part one <laughs> and then to make up for uh brent's missing five because he has only has four yeah take it aquaman two the lost kingdom <laughs> But if I had to choose the better one, I'll watch Fast X again, honestly. That's my favorite one. So, to see Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa makes it twice on my list. That's true. And I feel like I like him better in Fast X because he's way cooler. What's yeah. the best single line from any of those movies? Uh, Fast X or Aquaman? Yeah. 
by Jason Momoa? Uh, no, but maybe that someone would say to Jason Momoa relating to an ocean master. <laughs> it's like it's like he put he pointed a gun to the world and pulled the trigger <laughs> without making any demands. So you think he knows that that line exists? <laughs> <laughs> I did have some ADR energy to it. Who is our winner? I have a question. Yes. Does he say the world's head or does he just say to the world? I think to he just says the world, but in my memory, I like to think to the world's head. Yeah, because in my in my memory, <laughs> it's to the world's head. And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. I might sense. have just said the world's head because <laughs> it's, like, it's such an insane line anyway. Yeah. So, like, whatever. I guess we have to go back and watch Aquaman yeah, 2 I'll again. Yeah, I'll cut it down. Back. <laughs> that movie was cool. <laughs> what did I, I watched it right after Poor Things. So just the most. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just going straight Wipe down to the brain. bottom of the ocean. <laughs> Literally. Literally, yeah, yeah. You're, not, you're not wrong. No pressurization, just... Ah! It'd be nice to think that Aquaman was happening underneath the poor thing's boat. Right. <laughs> All right, so that was um, favorite action. action movie and Polite Society wins. Yeah, my, my, right, my country so. mile. Yeah, awesome movie. So the next category is in comedy. Favorite comedy Feature film. I was surprised how funny the movies were this year. I think there. I was surprised how unfunny many of the most of the movies were this year. Yeah, mm-hmm. there were some very unfunny movies that were supposed to be funny. Yeah, a lot yeah. of swings. But uh, man, I have like you know, as much as people might want to declare comedy dead, there's some uh, undeniably incredible uh, comedic films that were released this year. I would point you to the family friendliness of Jewels. Again, I will never be more confused as to the world's, the disparity between my take and the world's take on Fool's Paradise. <laughs> to it, I watched the movie again, and it is a really funny movie. Um, obviously, I'm a little Charlie Day uh, biased, mm-hmm. and it's his, you know, it's a, it's a Charlie Day vehicle. I'm a Charlie Day stand. I'm going to like it. But man, is that a very, very funny movie. Uh, theater Camp is probably the... F- the the right would would should by all means be the rightful ruler of this list. Bottoms is on it, but there was one <laughs> and only one that uh, could dominate my brain, and that's Dicks the musical, the uh, the funniest movie of the year. The <laughs> most I have laughed in a theater like since fucking Anchorman or something like <laughs> since Superbad. This is like an insane gut-busting film I, I was i was shocked i watched it with you on your second viewing and <laughs> he was dying <laughs> possibly a movie made just for me i don't know <laughs> i don't have all the evidence so i have dicks the musical on my list as well and jewels and then i have maybe i do right. which we also rewatched recently and it's still funny as a sharp uh, sharply written. Yes, very. Mm-hmm. Good um, dialogue. And then I have poor things, which I laughed a lot during, but it's yeah. not a comedy. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'll allow it. Okay. And then, uh, so my number one is Theater Camp, because that one, I think, That's an amazing is a lot of laughs. And we also rewatched movie. that one, and it's still funny. So here are four one-pointers. We've got, uh, it's, I've got Colin's list, basically. I got Jules, Bottoms, 
Theater Camp and Fool's Paradise all with one point. And then a movie that I swore I wasn't going to see because I'm sure it was going to be stupid. But then Colin texted me and said, get your ass to Dick's the Musical right now. And I'm glad he did because it is definitely the funniest movie of the year for me. I, I Just thinking about it makes me laugh. Um, I wrote, originally I put Transformers Rise of Beast. But I don't know. I don't think that counts. No, it counts. I think I just like, heard, I must have just like, we thought it was funny to say. We were laughing the whole time. I like wrote yeah. this down like a month ago. Yeah. <laughs> Back um, when it was funny. Yeah, when I was fucking crying. I'll, I'll make that my number six. Um, but I'm going to go up. I'm going to go 80 for Brady. Nice. I'm going to go Theater Camp. Uh, Guardians 3. Because yeah. I remember watching that with Colin, and Colin was, dude. Guardians 3 is a very, I mean, I like James Gunn stuff in general, and this is a very James Gunny, James Gunn movie. So, yes. Yes, laughs were had, undoubtedly. Colin was no laughing when he said the F word. <laughs> Fuck. That was good. That was, yeah. that's a, that was great timing and delivery. You're saying this like I'm no, going to argue know. with I, you. I, I, I'm just saying. I'm giving my experience of what I watched. It was a very funny movie. I it was a, a very funny movie. Uh, where am I? Poor things, and because uh, I I also felt the same way. I was like, "What is? What do you put this under?" But my number one is a three-way tie <laughs> for the Dicks the musical movie. That's my number one. Oh, okay. Oh, I mean, like between the three of us. Yeah. I'm sorry. I see. Yeah. <laughs> so Dicks wins. Yeah. Yeah. So winner for favorite comedy, Dicks the musical. And you know who should have gotten a mention? Go ahead. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons. That was a very funny movie. Too. It was yeah. legitimately funny. Yeah. Honorable mention. Honorable Dungeons mention. And Dragons. Yeah. The, good. The good movie. job. Yes. What's the, what's the whole movie? Uh, uh, Rise a ballad of, of Songbirds and Snakes. I think. What's the next category? Yeah. <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons. The Songbirds. And yeah. Snakes. Oh, like the, <laughs> okay. The Aqua World. <laughs> okay. So the next category is favorite horror or thriller. A good, um, a mixed bag year, highs and lows this year for horror, by yeah. my estimate. Um, I got uh, Talk to Me, and also very different movies. The, the, the good ones were great this year. Talk to Me, uh, Megan, Beasts, which is, I guess, more of a thriller. Skin of Rink, which I will stand my ground on forever. Rewatched it recently, still great. But, of course, the winner is When Evil Lurks, a, uh, a masterpiece of a film. And it's a shame to take Talk to Me away from the number one spot because that is a any other year amazing film. Yeah. Yeah. But like, goddamn, if these little is it Brazil? No, what is it? They're uh, Argentinian. Yeah, yeah. And these little Argentinians came in and just stole what was uh, what was Talk to Me's to lose. Unfortunate for them, but no, everything I mentioned is a ten out of ten. All great movies. Yeah. So I have missing for my thriller. I really like that movie. It's it a good was movie. So well done. I have The Devil Conspiracy. And then I also have Asbestas and Talk to Me. And my number one, of course, When Evil Lurks. I was, I, I, if a, it's a pretty gory movie for a gore movie to a, get you. Yeah. It's impressive. It's so well done all the way around. And the gore isn't like stupid, it's like horrifying. Yeah. It's very well done. I didn't get to see Beast, so I only put four on my list. Uh, Devil Conspiracy does count as horror, so we'll mention that. Uh, Talk to Me, like I said, any other year, that that could easily take top spot. Uh, Megan was, it, it defied expectations kind of in the way that Dick's a Musical did for me. 
and then yeah um you want to talk about a, a, a movie that has iconic imagery that will stand the test of time and and serve and hit, just scratch all the right places for what you're looking for in horror. When Evil Lurks is definitely the best horror movie of the year. Crazy. I thought you were going to say Nefarious. Mm. I, yeah, it was this close. I was like, was missed, fuck, it, it, missed is, it by that That's much. your honorable mention. Yeah, I know yeah, that for yeah. a fact. Best movie. It was a really great movie. <laughs> Saw a legend in it. The guy from Seven. <laughs> <laughs> Probably saw a guy from the January 6th riots. <laughs> no, not that guy. That's a different movie. That was, a, that was in the Mormon movie. Yeah. Oh, some, that one. For, yeah. for some reason. Different yeah. religion. Um, For horror, start. I'm going to start from the bottom. My number five, The Last Voyage of the Demeter. Mm-hmm. I did not watch this Evil Lurk movie. So I'm going to put what what you're describing sounds like The Last Voyage of the Demeter. <laughs> it like, yeah, it's like note for note. So I'm like, yeah, I mean, I've seen it already. I don't need to watch it. Uh, Scream 6, my revision, or like my mem- my uh, imagination of it, really, realistically. I have to put that at number four. Uh, Evil Dead Rise. Uh, I just oh. really like the opening oh. title. That's it. Up yeah. until then, you could turn it off. <laughs> I did. I yeah, did. perfect horror movie until that point. <laughs> like, 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 through that point, as soon as the title screen, that's the end credits. Yeah, yeah. I did yeah, have yeah. A, the mom from Evil Dead Rise as an honorable mention in my girl boss section. Oh yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. The, wait, which mom? The, the dead actual mom. mom or the aunt mom? The one that gets all demonic. Okay, yeah, the dead mom. mom. All right, all right. Yeah. Uh, Saw X. That's number two for me. I should be number one. Wow. I want it to be number one. I know they're they're in every goddamn category for me so i don't think they're mad <laughs> that i'm putting them in that's everything. true uh but my number one just because i never saw this lurk movie uh i gotta put talk to me as my number one yep that is like legitimately my favorite horror movie the movie rocks of that yeah. year 2023 yes um so when evil lurks takes it for favorite horror slash thriller and talk to me Deserves yes, a, a lot. A lot. <laughs> two, yeah, yeah. two tens we're talking about. Here. Yeah, that's really cool. That like I'm kind of jealous that Dylan hasn't seen yeah. uh, when Evil Works because now he gets to see like he won't because it's in a foreign language. No, it's because it's not on. Not anything. streaming anywhere. Uh, you didn't fucking record it for me like I asked you to. <laughs> it's live stream. <laughs> Just film it on his phone. Send me the giant yeah. file. <laughs> When he jumps, it's like fucking yeah. drops his phone. <laughs> he goes to the bathroom, spilling snacks constantly. I'm trying to remember, was, were there? I jump- just hear slurping and munching. <laughs> were there jump scares in there, or was it more just like? Oh, for sure. The yeah. um, when uh, what's that? There, where he's about to kill that pig. Yes, or, or wow. to the goat. See, that happens in the last voyage. Spoilers. All right, so next category is favorite sci-fi film. Also a good year for sci-fi. I got uh, Guardians 3, uh, The Creator, Jewels, Divinity, but uh, The One, Landscape with Invisible Hand, kind of does everything a sci-fi movie should do in terms of uh, being inventive. Taking yeah. you to new worlds, showing you new scenarios, of course, uh, having having strong commentary on society. Uh, yeah, real, real, real great one. And they, these were all great. Each one I mentioned was a very good movie and a very different movie. Good year for sci-fi. I agree. A lot of really different takes on sci-fi A movies. good year for sci-fi movies that no one fucking watched. <laughs> Guardians? That's true, but... It's also kind of a technicality that you could call it sci-fi. I know. And it is on my list. Guardians 3, 
jewels as well and divinity. And then I had a really hard time choosing creator or landscape, but landscape with invisible hand also took the number one spot for me um, for all the reasons you mentioned. And it looks cool. Five spot. I've got divinity Four guardians of the galaxy volume three. Then I kind of want to draw a line because the, the top three, like there's just like a, a quantum leap, if you will, uh, to the quality of these films. Three, Jewels. Um, number two would have been my number one any other year. Uh, but we're going to go with the creator at number two and then number one by a landslide. Landscape with Invisible Jeez. Hand. That came in and just, I think it, it really shook you in a good way. Like, whoa, you can do that. And that can be on a movie screen. And it's really creative and smart and just enjoyable to watch. That description you did for the landscape of the Invisible Hand. Mm-hmm is the same description I'd give The Flash, which is my number five for sci-fi. Okay, okay. Um, glad, I, glad I just served that right up to you. Yeah, thank you. I mean, I was trying to think yeah. of like how Good to transition. open this. Good transition. Yeah, yeah. It. I would say that. I'm like, oh, shit. Every, when The Flash I read your screen, notes. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Because I, I didn't have anything written for, for landscape, <laughs> so I just took your Flash notes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I'm saying The Flash. I'm putting Hypnotic in there. Fucking classic. <laughs> We're going to put Jules. We're going to put The Creator. We're going to put The Devil's Conspiracy. But I think I'm going to have to go to the creator if we're going pure sci-fi. Nice. Good job. Even though I, I did not see this Invisible Hand movie. Well, neither did anyone else because it's also still not streaming anywhere. Aww. The theme we're going to see throughout. It was like a weekend only, too. <laughs> I right? know. It's so yeah. stupid. It's like I'm always busy at these, like all these good movies, apparently. I, I swear, I feel, I feel like I'm like gatekeeping movies or something by only picking these things that no one can yeah, see. Yeah, pr- I'm not trying to be, you know, pretentious. These yes. are really good. They just don't want you to watch them. It's like the double edged sword of seeing every single movie. You know right. what I mean? Like when they come out, you know, like you get bit sometimes, but sometimes, you, yeah, you catch a landscape with invisible hand. The winner is Landscape with Invisible Hand for favorite sci-fi movie of the year. Okay, next, kind of related, best slash favorite, I guess, visual effects. Uh, man. Tough one. Very tough one. I have uh, Poor Things, Dick's the Musical, if only for... You know damn well who what for. Uh, landscape with Invisible Hand, Divinity, and I was really torn between Divinity. I was going to pick that one just to be a, a kind of a contrarian because it's just so uh, uh, analog and raw and lo-fi. But my uh, my pick for it is the creator because it, uh, yeah, all those goddamn robot battles. Come on, man. Look great. The creator. Um, they were battling it out, landscape with invisible hand and M3 again, but ultimately landscape. It's just more creative and there's more like uh, different stuff in it. Um, Megan is just Megan. Then I have Guardians 3. I also have Divinity. Super cool. Wish I could give it higher, but poor things. The sets really like Absolutely. blew me away. But number one for best looking, super cool and so inventively done, creator. Nice. Uh, honorable mention, I finally saw this movie, My Sailor, My Love. Um, I watched that on the recommendation of Colin and Justine, and I thought what they, they were doing visually in that movie was extremely cool, so I wanted to mention that. And then uh, I liked 
Gran Turismo, like how like I, I got really excited to watch that movie when I thought I wasn't going to because of how they told that story. Right. I mean, yeah, David Harbour carried it, but at the same time what they were doing visually it was is very they gamified the movie. Bro, when they show him playing the game and then he's inside the car. <laughs> yes. Come on now. It was fun. It was great. Yeah. So yeah, put that in the five spot. Guardians of the, the Galaxy Volume Three, uh super imaginative. A lot of surrealism in it, which I always appreciate in movies, so I got that there. Um, yeah, Poor Things has to be mentioned. Um, the stuff they did in that was was such a delight. Uh, Landscape with Invisible Hand, also a delight. But I got to go with the creator. Um, Justine, during the original review of this movie, mentioned a Variety article which talks about what Gareth Edwards did on a very limited budget for the the effects and, and how they, they made it. And there's a lot of craft involved to it and just a, a ton of creativity and it worked when you're watching that movie it was, it was super exciting so that's top spot for me all right i'm gonna go with my honorable mentions first there's only two so stay tuned we got <laughs> strays fucking perfect the dog's mouths are moving dude i don't know how they did that what it was crazy are they moving with the words oh yes you gotta watch i believe that jamie out. fox and Will Ferrell were dogs. I'm going to say it. Uh, Blue Beetle. Amazing. How did they do that? Uh, fucking, dude, he has to turn into a beetle? Nuts. Nuts. <laughs> oh, my. That part where he fl- he's falling down from the space? Nutty. The bug yeah. monster tank? The, the beetle tank? Yeah, the beetle. Yeah, it's like, what? Giant bug monster. I can't wait to just rewind it and rewind it and try to figure it out. Yeah, it's, it's amazing looking. And uh, Aquaman 2. Those are my three... Honorable mentions. Now, to the realsies. Got Five Nights at Freddy. Those fucking animatronics, dude. Fucking it. What the fuck? That's real? No, those are crazy. Those are real. They were on screen. That's fucked up. That's an effect. They recorded that? Dude. <laughs> then we have Guardians 3. Then we have Poor Things. Then we got fucking... This is going to blow someone's mind. Because they forgot. Straight up. The Flash. <laughs> it's like, holy... <laughs> Shit. <laughs> that guy is running yeah, so fast. That is fucking next level. Kind of a bunch of people by surprise, including yes. Nicolas Cage. <laughs> I did like the flash. I'm not I don't want to sound but for like the a visual being, effects. I don't want to say like I'm being a cool guy. No, now, I'm not trying to be a cool guy. Listen, on the movie. listen. I'm gonna I like the movie that I like the I movie also now. like it. I'm we are saying pro flash. Here. I am not. Wait, I'm not what? No, I'm we saying are pro we're, we're pro flash. Oh, they said I'm full flash. I'm not. I'm, I'm not. It. I'm not being too cool for the flash. No, I love the flash. Visually, it's fucking awesome. There's two berries on screen. That's fucked up. How they do that? Yeah. How do they do that? But there's an anonymous vote for number one, which is the creator, which Dang. I would admit wow. is wow. the uh, the good, the great, uh, visually affected movie. Um. Wow, the super sweep. Number yeah, one, the first sweep the of the of the awards. Well deserved. Maybe yeah. the only sweep. We no, yeah, really, I'm so. really glad I didn't pick Divinity. Divinity is great. What's but, Divinity? Uh, is that the, uh, there's like the a black and movie? white one? Yeah, oh. a lot of stop motion. It's pretty cool. Oh, oh, okay. Heavily stylized. That was the book film. It's put out by Sumerian. What films. do you mean the book film? Like the one that's like uh, it's like Hunger Games. Divinity, or is that inter- instant insurgents? <laughs> Maze Runner. Blade I don't Runner? know. <laughs> Okay, yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, I thought that was a book movie. No. I'm tripping? Yeah, you're Maybe. Tripping. Yeah. Fucking A. Divergent. My there we go. Oh. There it is. <laughs> like, Why do you guys keep saying Divergent? I was like, there was another <laughs> Divergent movie? <laughs> Missed it. Divinity. Next category we have is favorite animated feature. 
It's a tough one because uh, there was uh, more than five good ones. Uh, but for my I, mine, I had uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Trolls Band Together, Ruby Gilman, Teenage Crack, and The Underdog, which I'm going to acknowledge. And then if I, if I, ah, it's so hard for me <laughs> not to say The Inventor because I really believe in The Inventor. And that was, if true to, true to the name, it would be my favorite, but I can't see what I saw in The Boy in the Heron on screen and not like, uh, you know, give it all the accolades because uh, on a technical level, that was a, just an amazing film. Uh, so yeah, that's that's going to be the the number one spot. But in my heart of hearts, my secret heart that I won't tell anyone about, The Inventor is probably my favorite cartoon of the year. Is honorable mention the uh, the the bug movie? No, I was. Uh, I think that was in discussion for Haters Ball, but <laughs> oh, didn't dang. make it. Okay. Yeah, I really fucking hated that movie. I hated that movie, and I really hated the Rally Road Racers. Oh, Inspector Sun. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Um, but uh, Rally Road Racers made it on your list? No, it or, was, hey, we're jumping. Ahead. If we're no, talking about ones that I really hated, those two were my like oh. the animated movies I disliked. There was like Super Mario Brothers. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, uh, a couple other ones probably were good too. But uh, yeah, it was, it was the good, good cartoons this year. I don't know other than the inventor and boy. Well, no, because last year had Pinocchio and um, uh, that Puss in Boots movie that I liked a lot. Mm-hmm. So Strange geez. World Two last year. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, still, Boy and the Heron can't complain about it. Um, I felt a little bit like there were slim pickings <laughs> for animated films. I think there were a lot that were kind of mid. And then there were only a few that were really um, stood out to me. So I have Elemental on mine. It's clean. It's Pixar. Then I have The Inventor for being unclean and uh, witty. A messy, sloppy bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I have uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Very fun. Super stylized. Then I have The Boy and the Heron. Sorry. Just uh, as a film, it's it's not my favorite. And then number one, I have Trolls Band Together. Hey, hey can't complain. <laughs> Which is crazy looking and a good time and, you know, just kind of silly and fun. I unfortunately miss The Boy and the Heron. Um, so I've got three to, to toss in. Ruby Gilman, Teenage Kraken. Every time we talk about this movie, I have to cite uh, the concept of making one of the characters' hair actual waves, and you have to see it to know what the hell I'm talking about, but it, it's really awesome. Uh, two was completely unexpected for me. Trolls Band Together was so crazy and fun uh, that it's got to be on the list. And then my favorite uh, animated feature for 2023 is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. Made me feel like I was a kid again in the best way. All right, I'm opening up with the honorable mention. Migration. It might be uh, recently biased, dude. Uh, but goddamn, bro, those ducks, man, fucking sick. Um, all right, it's a very unpopular answer. Someone's about to blow a fucking bl- uh, brain vessel, a vessel in their brain. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for describing that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, smoke's about to come out of their fucking ears. Spider-Man Two. Yeah, 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 I get it. I'm gonna put Spider-Man Two. Visually, <laughs> right. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're going to go ahead. We're going to go ahead and throw Super Mario Brothers, the movie. Someone's fucking pissed. Nose are bloody right now. Wow. Uh, Did somebody just rage quit? That's crazy. Someone, 
Oh, and I had to dodge this fucking tissue box. I like favorable to towards both of these films mm-hmm. to some uh-huh. degree. Uh, Why are you right. flipping him off? <laughs> yeah, trolls band together. Uh, that one was really good. Uh, TMNT. Did I say that already? No. TMNT, classic. Then my favorite, I also, like, uh, on a very, very, very heavy animated decision for me, I have to go, like, Boy in the Heron. Just visually. I know, like, I can, I can rewatch it, but just, like, on a visual worker standpoint, I have to make that my number one. I know I've said it before, but, like, the score and the voice acting in that movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah the get, American, like, not the... not the Yeah. Subbed. Yeah. But the dubbed. Robert Pattinson just fucking killing it, not knowing. Doing way too much. Yeah, doing what I would assume was Willem Dafoe the entire Going, time. just fucking... <laughs> what? Like, bro, you are playing a bird man. Like, you could chill. <laughs> Maybe, awesome. you know, he's probably he's probably deep into filming that Batman bullshit. So he's like, dude. Let's have some fun. Yeah. Co- Colin, can you I put just that in your top spot, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think that takes it then. Boy and the Heron is number one. Yeah. <laughs> Next category we have is favorite child actor. This was like, we had to kind of specify because it was hard to see if there were real child actors. So this is an actor who plays a child? Sure. A child Someone role. underage. Yeah, a minor playing a child role. Yes. Okay. There we go. Um, I have a... Uh, oh, man. I'll, I'll start with the funniest one. This is the one I wanted to pick just to be a dickhead. But uh, the two kids from Skinamarink in a, in a dual <laughs> role. Lucas Paul and Dolly Rose Tetrault. What? I don't know how to say French stuff. Tetrault? What are, what are you... Skinamarink actors. Oh, their names. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, I was like, what movie is that? I don't know yeah. why I have this written down. The little kid from Fast X. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> he's good. The little girl from Boogeyman, who... She's good. ...was also Princess Leia. Yes. In, she's uh, great. Yeah. And then um, a household favorite, uh, bringing it back from uh, the, the John Mulaney Sack Lunch Bunch special... Uh, Alejandro Bello from Theater Camp, uh, one of the, the standouts in a whole film of standouts. But the winner, if I have to give a very serious answer, is uh, Jennifer Trejo, who played Paloma in the film Radical, uh, really sold the idea of just a, a gifted young mind and just an endearing performance all around. Uh, this is probably a very unserious category, but that was a very serious delivery and performance so good job to her yes i also have alexander bello alejandro bello a household (laughs) favorite household favorite from theater camp and uh, i have the the turtles ensemble cast four-way tie four-way tie and then uh i have two from radical i have jennifer trejo as paloma and i have Danilo Guardiola. He's Nico, the little boy and the little girl, basically Killers. from Radical. That movie was hella good. It really was. And uh, but my number one went to Milo Machado Grainer, Daniel from Anatomy of a Fall. Again. Also an incredible performance. Great. Yeah, it's a good pick. I missed Radical, so I feel bad uh, not being able to consider that. Uh, so number four, I got Princess Leia and Boogeyman. Three is Aaron Kingsley Adatola from 1001. Uh, two, I've got Amy Donnell, who was in the Megan suit. Uh, not the voice, but we're just doing the, the motions, which is 
basically the role. And then favorite would be Asante Black, who played Adam in Landscape with Invisible Hand. Is that a child? He's a minor. In high school. Yeah. yeah. I'll allow it. Thank you. <laughs> like, I was afraid that Landscape with Invisible Hand was not going to get enough love right, from right. this room, right? Yeah. See, this is where I don't know either, but I guess if it is minor, technically. I put Storm Reed in From Missing. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, see, I wasn't sure if that's a child child, uh, but I'll put Definitely Storm Reed. one. Because yeah. I think she also is in The Nun 2 and she's an adult. Yeah. Okay, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I'll put Storm Reed if she is supposed to be child in movie. Okay, so that counts? Yeah. Does Jules the alien count? <laughs> we don't know how old Yeah, Jules see, that's is. what I'm saying. I have him. That's my honorable mention right there, Jules the alien, okay. just in case that is not a child. Okay. Um, <laughs> I got Joe Bird, the the boy that hurts himself and talked to me. I got um, yeah. everyone's favorite Chase Dillon from uh, Haunted Mansion. Uh, that kid was good. Yeah, that kid was really good, actually. Yeah. Madeline Una Voiles, the, the, the girl from The Creator. And uh, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and give a shout out, you know? Uh-huh. She carried the whole goddamn movie for herself. Okay. Because it was based on the characters that she was playing. I'm going to go ahead and say uh, Abby Ryder Forsen, the girl that plays Margaret in uh, Are You There, God? It's me, Margaret. <laughs> hey, listen. I didn't see it. She oh, had yeah, to carry yeah, the entire yeah, movie on yeah. her back. Only it's in the one, title. It's me, yeah. Margaret. Yeah. A true child, and um, she was the titular character. So, yeah. Yeah. She was Margaret. Yeah. How do you not respect that? Exactly. I want to say last year we had like a three-way tie for this category, so it makes sense if this one was a little... Choppy too. I think we didn't have real actors <laughs> in right. last year. Yeah. I think we like... just picked like silly little kids, which we probably, I guess, we're going to have an unserious category. Should probably be little kids, but this is a problem. No, I just don't day. think that there were like yeah, many actor kids. actors. Right. <laughs> there was like cute kids. Yeah, I think that's why not... we. Oh yeah, then we gave the lifetime achievement award to the Mexican kid from uh, Black Balloon or whatever that movie was. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> the the. Black. the phone black yeah. phone yeah the, the dude that will dude, there are black balloons in that movie <laughs> i know I just, you forget about that i did part. a dylan i did <laughs> so that one had people all over the place yeah but jennifer trejo paloma from radical oh, okay there you go. one nom and one yeah Wait, all right yep cool gotta see that movie somehow <laughs> is that streaming nope <laughs> Fuck. It's, it's almost like there's a. It's almost like the good movies aren't streaming. It's also in Spanish, so have fun with subtitles. <sighs> Foreign films that are like crowd pleasers, aka movie movies, yeah, are weird because it's like, yeah, you have to put in some work, but it's a, it's like palatable. It's really easy. It, yeah. I think a lot of the foreign movies they just get pegged as like, okay, well, here's a depressing fucking movie about. The Polish pogroms or something. It's like, it was it, it was horrible because you 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 know you texted me about that one too and said hey this one was great go see it and then I couldn't gone <laughs> did really well though yeah. so, so it, it was made like, tons of money yeah, yeah. internationally yeah, yeah, yeah all right so next we have script favorite script boy there were some winners here these are all great movies everything I'm gonna say here open your ears up because they're bangers. Um, Anatomy of a Fall. Again, the writing down of this is so meticulous. That could have been that the, any of these could be winners. Killers of the Flower Moon. Think of the research. It's crazy. Landscape with the Invisible Hand. Inventiveness, wrapping everything up, etc. Poor things. The world it takes you to. Astonishing. But I feel the most tightly wound script in terms of like bringing a bunch of people together 
this huge plot, the the literary quality to it, how to blow up a pipeline was uh, is my best script. Uh, I think that was, that was uh, what do they call it? Waterproof, mm-hmm. bulletproof, water, bulletproof, watertight, <laughs> watertight, and bulletproof is Wait, that script. Switch it around. <laughs> yes, reverse it. <laughs> yeah, there should be yeah there should be some merit given to somebody that can like make a really tight script that isn't like four hours long you know yeah. what I mean like and there's like brevity to it and it's just really clean it gets in it gets out and you go wow that was great there is intensity to it but I feel yeah. like that is more of like what you see on you know, on film like what's being filmed the script is just all those characters all their stories reined in why they're there why they're doing what they're doing convincing you the viewer that this makes sense like mm-hmm. it's a pretty big feat to pull off and that's why I got that one as a script I'm still um, not 100% on what is screenplay, what is script, etc. But anyway, I have, she came to me. It was really clever. Sharp, razor sharp dialogue. Yeah. And uh, how to blow up a pipeline. Then I have, maybe I do. Razor sharp dialogue. <laughs> very witty, very quick. Like that's a, a like a, a play kind of. Yes, that kind of wit. Play. And then theater camp. Amazing. Good job. But my number one was Anatomy of a Fall. Mm-hmm. Incredibly. Too intense. Hey, bulletproof, yes. watertight, mm-hmm. very well researched. Yeah. And just like natural, but dense too. So just like last year, Dylan and I, we took all the scripts for all the movies. We went to local coffee shops. We sat down and we together read through all of them. So uh, I'd like to think our picks have a little bit more authority than the other two on this one. Uh, so coming in at number five, it's just like Colin, uh, Anatomy of a Fall. I'm very jealous that he was able to put that at number five without actually reading the script like like Dylan and myself. But yeah, I agree. Uh, number four, you want to talk about reining in a lot of characters and putting them in the right places, having the right balance and getting in and getting out, uh, efficiently. Well, then you got to talk about the devil conspiracy. Mm, <laughs> Definitely. A lot going on. Yeah. There. yeah. Um, that girl drinks bleach. <laughs> and throws it up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How do you write that? Well, read that script and you'll learn how. She had a nightmare where the baby on the screen comes out at her. <laughs> Someone wrote that down. Yeah. And then down. the baby on the sonogram turns into a devil and yeah. jumps out at her. Yeah, you gotta have a lot of like uh, cojones to put that on a paper, right? The devil inside starts playing. <laughs> wait, no. Change that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, Send me an angel. Put that back in. No, wait. Move that to that. Yeah. There's a lot of like arithmetic going on in that script, you know? Um, I, I, yeah, you got to put how to blow up a pipeline on there. That was something else. Uh, we talk a lot about how um, some of the movies we don't like tend to have writers and directors that direct in what we call or end write in what we call one voice, meaning that every single character talks the same, has the same vernacular, the same vocabulary. How to blow up a pipeline. Everybody is so distinctly different. It's like uh, a, like um, an anarchist breakfast club where it's like you got like this diversity of characters coming together for this one singular purpose. And uh, yeah, we can't recommend that one enough. Is it streaming anywhere? Hulu. Awesome. Get to see it. Um, two Spot, Landscape with Invisible Hand. Can't say enough good things about that movie. And then because... Um, when we covered this movie, I, I was so fascinated with it that I looked into, you know, who wrote it, and it turns out it was the, the writer director. 
and has a theater background and it, and it translates. Maybe I do. That one was just so airtight. I didn't feel there was any scrap or waste in that movie. It just kind of went through, got its jokes in, got its points in, and then just got out. Um, and yeah, William Macy and just sitting on a hotel bed with a bucket of chicken and fresca. Come on. Yeah, great, yeah. great Good film. stuff. Um, I got a two-way tie for fifth place. You guys want to talk about like um, fucking waterproof and bullet tight? Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying and bringing all these people together. Okay. Fucking making a harmonious film because there's so much going on. But <laughs> it's fucking airtight. Yep. There's a lot of characters they had to involve here. No bullets hit it. No. <laughs> fuck no. <laughs> We're talking Flash, and we're talking... How did they do that? Yeah, and we're talking Aquaman 2, The Lost Kingdom. Two fingers. Tied? Yeah, they're tied. Respect. All, uh, everything applies to both of those films. Exactly. Wait, hold on. They had to write two, like a million Flashes in there, and then they had to write a Batman. What the fuck? They had to take into account that other Batman movies exist. Ex- exactly. They took and scripts they that took, other people uh, wrote. Uh, Superman existed, too. They took scripts that never got made. Yeah. There's a lot going on. You have to film. balance lore from decades and decades and decades. Yeah. yeah. Almost centuries at this point. And by the way, that's tied mm-hmm. for honorable mention? That's uh, No, that's fifth. This oh, is tied fifth. for fifth. Okay. Official. This Aquaman 2, The Lost Kingdom, yep. is also there. Yep. They have to bring back Black Manta and fucking Ocean Master. Ocean Master and, Absolutely crazy. Uh, Randall Park's character from the first one that was like a kind of a throwaway character, but then he just comes back and does it. It's fucking sick, dude. Whew. Anyway, that's my number fives. Then we have, uh, you know, I'm going to have to put Dick's the Musical up there, too. That's yeah. a crazy thing to write on fucking paper <laughs> and make people say and like think about out loud. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I feel like you have, like as you're writing, you have to do sketches in the margins. <laughs> <laughs> to yeah. Try to suggest what, what, what yeah, to you're make just it saying like, like you're just putting stuff like fucking Meg the Stallion shows up yeah. and, <laughs> and is my boss. Like you have to say that, like on paper. Uh we got Saw X, right? That's a fucking banger classic. Yeah, I get it. You're writing a prequel you're writing <laughs> An in-between sequel of a film that came out two decades prior, and everyone from the that sequel era is there, but they're way older than what the... You know what I'm trying to say. Well, yeah. Again, it's, you're it's, accounting for decades of lore, yeah, which is hard. And you get the same actors, and they're fucking older than they are they were 20 years ago. Yeah. And it's like, what? Don't let that stop you. Yeah. We got the devil conspiracy, because how are you going to write that Archangel Michael shows up right? with a shotgun Shit. and just like... Fuck shit up, because yep. Satan's around. Then my number one, I'm surprised Colin did not choose this one, but my number one is uh, Bo's Afraid, just because mm-hmm. fucking st- stupid story. It's fucking crazy. I like it a lot. <laughs> Very long. Yeah. Three and a half or something. Yeah. Yeah. And then they put another story inside that story. A lot to write. A little like intermission, realistically, <laughs> if you've seen it like twice, but like still sick when you first see it. A lot to write. A lot to write. Well, that's right. Yeah. Okay, so it looks like we have a tie mm-hmm. between Aquaman. Anatomy of a Fall and How to Blow Up a Pipeline. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Well deserved. Both should get it. First tie. Second tie. What's the first tie? Lead actress. Who won that? Lily Gladstone and Emma Stone. <laughs> I thought I like. <laughs> I didn't realize they both ended in stone. Fair. I didn't realize that was a tie. <laughs> All right. Now we have Chillest Vibe. All right. This is a tough one. 
because we we encountered a lot of chillers this time around. No doubt about it. Willem Dafoe from inside, he is chilling. That is <laughs> sure. <laughs> a lot of different ways. Now, you said that I should have put Celine Dion for Girl Boss. No, I put Celine Dion okay. from Love Again for the chillest vibe. She's just sitting on the floor. Uh, someone who has been snubbed thus far, and I'm going to right the wrong. Uh, Papageno from The Magic Flute, <laughs> a true chiller, if ever there was one. True. Uh, the teacher, Eugenio Derbez from uh, mm. Radical. But come on now. There can only be one, or can there? No, there can be two with the chillest vibe. <gasps> they are in a tie for one. He's it doing is it. Backpack and Whisper <laughs> from Dicks, the musical. Were they chill? They were, they were so manic. chill. <laughs> They were crazed. Yeah. I would love to be in their presence more than Nathan the Lane was words. constantly keeping him in a fucking cage because yeah. they could have been left <laughs> out. They, they got chill. loose. They, yeah. made they, him, got they made me happy seeing how happy they made him. That's chill. They are chillers. They're so chill. That's, chill as dudes. Right. I have, and I don't remember his name, and I forgot to look it up, but there was the one guy, the blonde guy in Cocaine Bear. Um, who started out as a bad oh, yeah. guy, one of those kids that was stabbing people, yeah. and then he just kind of hung out <laughs> right. with them. He was kind of a hostage, but he was friendly, and then they became friends. Was aloof, <laughs> yeah, is how you might describe was, him. Okay. was he the one that was stealing snacks? Remember that, like from the from the uh, officer's shack? Yeah, I don't remember. Somebody was stealing snacks. Oh, I think no, those were those punk-ass kids. Okay. Yeah. But his he, friends, they, right? I think they were his friends. Anyway, him, he's cool. Um, I have... Tobin Bell from Saw X. Come on. When he's sitting there sketching all the different Saw traps, Yeah, tell me that's not a chill-ass vibe. I have, what is it, Reggae John John Page? Can't remember. From Dungeons & Dragons. He's the paladin. Mm. True chiller. Yeah. And then I have Tim Meadows from Dream Scenario. Great pick. Great pick. (laughs) But my number one is Jules from Jules. Come on now. Calm. Uh, Yeah, that's... uh, that's the, the lawful good to my chaotic evil. <laughs> I figure uh, the best way to honor this category is have an honorable mention and then just tell you who had the chillest vibe. So yeah, uh, I've just decided that honorable mention will be Jules. And then uh, chillest vibe for me, Kid Cuddy, house party. As Kid Cuddy. Um, I have a two-way tie for fifth place. I got Meg Ryan and David Duchovny and uh, what happened later. Arguably not very chill uh, because they were stressed out, but I know what you're saying. They were being chill at the end. They were chill. At some point, they chilled out. They were just trying to chill, but they were fucking pissed in the beginning. But you also, your number one are the fucking crazy goddamn puppet thing. So I don't know. Don't come at me like that. To be fair, it's vibe. It's not chillest role or chillest performance. It's just vibe. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're kind of bummed out that they had a... Flight delays. Listen, you're not going to survive a delay that long unless, unless you're, you're chilled the fuck out. So. Yeah, the fact that they just fucking sucked it up and just yeah. stayed at the hotel or at the airport, even though they were going to get a hotel, and some shit was happening, and they're like, "Fine, whatever," which is crazy. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, "I guess we just live here now." Yeah, like, what the <laughs> fuck? You just okay? And then we got a uh, Piper Rubio, the girl in uh, Five Nights at Freddy's, dude. She was chilling with the uh, Chica, the kitchen. Foxy the Fox Pirate Roar. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> what's the other yellow, one? F- yellow Freddy. The Yellow Freddy, who was weird. <laughs> what's the other guy's name? Foxy the... Oh, you got Foxy. Bonnie, Bonnie the Bunny. 
<laughs> just hanging out with all those guys. Textbook chilling because yeah. most people would be scared of that. Yeah, she was. Adults she was just, like, taking pics yeah. with them. Yeah, well, knowing full well that William Afton yeah, is had there. killed all those kids. And put the, shut their bodies <laughs> in the animatronics. Anyways, um, got Aquaman. Uh, he was chill as fucking Aquaman too. Just like, I'm a king, I guess, and whatever. Um, Denzel Washington in Equalizer 3, mm-hmm. when he's just chilling. Yeah. Yeah, he was mad chill. Unbothered. Yeah, to give a it. shit until like those fucking gangsters showed up. He's like, all right, hold on. <laughs> let me let me stop everyone's dinner. Let me just kill these guys really quick, and we'll get all on with our lives. And surprisingly, and I swear to God, I'm not changing my answer because she said it, but... Jules is also my number one chiller. Yeah. Okay, chillest vibe went to Jules from Jules. Rightly so. Appropriate. No lines and no pants. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're getting serious. Straight face. Favorite director. Oh. Oh. Okay. Um. Man, this is a, a, a wild list now that I'm thinking of it. So wild list to have a Scorsese... Movie come out, and I don't have Scorsese on my list. Whoa! I know, and he's uh, any one of these folks could take it. Um, Klaus Harrow from My Sailor, My Love, uh, in terms of just obviously very sad Finnish man directing a bunch of sad Irish people. Great job. Uh, Rodrigo Sorogoyen, who did Asbestas, aka Beasts. yeah, creating tension is uh, a, a very rare skill. And again, no one could see this movie, but when you can, watch this goddamn movie. It's amazing. Uh, Yorgos Lanthimos from Poor Things, for all the reasons everyone knows. Uh, I had Goran Stolevsky uh, from Oven Age, since that was yeah. just mostly two people talking, and that's that's what directing is. But I gave it to A.V. Rockwell in our first movie, for a thousand and one, because oh. I have not given enough love to that movie in any other regard, and I think everyone's performance was stellar. And when everyone's performance is stellar, uh, even when you have the same different actors playing the kid at different stages in life, and they're all doing it, and it's her first damn movie, and is a fucking masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I, this was ultimately went that route for yeah. my number one. Yeah, this was a weird one because it had to leave a lot off. Um, but I went with Killers of the Flower Moon, Martin Scorsese, believe right. it or not. Uh, also, believe it or not, Ari Aster, Bo is Afraid. Mm-hmm. These are a lot of moving parts. Definitely um, a very deliberate look. They're just good. You just kind of have to say they're good. Kind of like Tar last year. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I also have Klaus Haro for My Sailor, My Love. Talked about it before. It's a really uh, subtly well-done film. Then I have Gareth Edwards for The Creator, for all the wonderful things we've said about The Creator and how cool the movie is. And then I went with, again, possibly with the uh, recency bias, Yorgos Lanthimos for Poor Things. It's just a lot of stuff. And I think that the the look of it really sold me on it. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it was... I I, I just like the way that it looks. It's, It's a... Fantasy film. Well, from and a I think directing you... standpoint, I mean, getting directing uh, the Frankenstein from like 
all the different eras that she goes through as she's developing. And yeah, and the different vibes of each of the places that they go and stuff. Yeah, and and, I, and like I characters. said before, too, like all the, yeah, all the different characters are just so like distinct. It's a, a lot of different stuff going on. And I think any of those things could have been kind of impressive, but all of them together is really cool. All right. Uh, five, Klaus Harlow, My Sailor, My Love. Um, again, you said that wasn't streaming anywhere? No. Damn it. Um, then you've got A.V. Rockwell for 1001. Definitely should be recognized. For that being somebody's first film, that's that's a, a, a major, major feat. Um, Gareth Edwards, I really liked what he did with Rogue One, so it makes sense that I would love the creator. I put Yorgos in at number two for Poor Things. That's the first, uh, I guess Dogtooth was cool, but first Yorgos movie where I was like, wow, you need to see this. you know, And I'll actually go and just... Tell people in the streets to go see it. And then uh, number one, give it to Scorsese, Killers of the Flower Moon. Um, I was dreading the runtime. It it was a blink of an eye because it was so well done. I, I really, really enjoyed that. And, you know, he should get some credit. I, it, his time will come. Mm. Yeah. His time will come. Good. I know I snubbed him, but his time will come. <laughs> All right, everyone. These these are the right answers. Ready? I'm, I, I think I'm ready. What happens later? Meg Ryan's uh, directorial double duty. I, re- I respect mm, that. Triple yeah. duty. She wrote it. Oh, I don't think that's true. I thought she did. I'm sure you do think Hold she on. did. <laughs> what's, it, what's it called? <laughs> Hold on, we're about to fight, bro. <laughs> I thought it was like based on a play. Oh yeah, see, so like it's based on something, but she wrote the script, bro. Mm. It says based on shooting star, and then. Screenplay by Meg Ryan. All right. Ooh. All right. I'll take my lumps. Yeah. I was wrong. You were right. So her and the guy that wrote Shooting Star, <laughs> she's like, oh, I have an idea. Me and Mulder, we're hanging out. She's like, this doesn't take place in an airport. Shut up. <laughs> Here's the script. We're just going to fuck around. Yeah. <laughs> we'll figure it out. I didn't read your book. You're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so think about an airport, right? Yeah. No. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you. All right. Uh, anyway, what happens later with Meg Ryan? Uh, we got Gareth Edwards, uh, the creator. I thought it was like like uh, scientifically, like I thought it was cool. And uh, I thought it was really good looking. Um, I keep giving these, this one movie awards that I thought this one other person would give awards to. Uh, Bo is afraid, Ari Aster. I really liked the way it was shot. Uh, everything like I was stressed out the first time I watched yeah. it. Yeah, like it was like stressful because I was like, "What the fuck is happening?" Um, Saw X, Kevin Grichert, Tobin Bell. He's a fucking <laughs> he's a fucking legend. Yeah, clearly, I can't remember. I can never. <laughs> I can't read his name. I know he did a lot of Saw films. But I can never remember his name. Oh, he did. He did Saw Six, right? Some of them. Yeah, he did Saw Six. So yeah, definitely legend. <laughs> and my favorite, just because of pure anxiety, intense. Uh, just fucking got me. This is the only movie this entire year that got me on the edge of my seat. Okay, that wasn't Skin and Marink. <laughs> uh, how to blow up a pipeline? Yes. Right. If you can make it all intense for an hour forty-five or two hours, yeah. And I'm like thinking the entire time a goddamn bomb's gonna go off at any second. Yeah. yeah. God damn it, brother. That's killer. Yeah. That's it. That's my number one. I want to say that movie was like an hour and forty. Yeah. It was- there's Super, no, like, no, no yeah. fat. Yeah. Well, we had a lot tied for second place, but poor things came out on top. All right. 
Did I say poor things? No. Yeah. Fuck, I did have it on there. Okay. <laughs> I did also have to put poor things. I'm okay, sorry. Okay, well then poor things just yeah. wins. Yeah, it just yeah. wins. I'm going to have so much trouble with... I'm going to have a lot of trouble with this next one. All right. It is favorite movie. Ooh. All right. I'm going to have no trouble with this. Oh. I'm going to give you my top ten. <laughs> Holy shit, ten. let's go. We're top only ten? counting the top five. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. consider Wait, ten. No, give the ten. Consider yeah. ten through six to be honorable mentions. Okay. Right. One through five are the, the my, my true nominations for favorite. Uh, number ten, When Evil Lurks. And it was the, the, my 10 and 11 were switched uh, back between that one and um, what was the courtroom one? Anatomy of a Fall. Anatomy of a Fall. Right. But I realized I didn't have any other horror movies. So I bumped Anatomy of a Fall for When Evil Lurks. And ultimate. So re- I think I'm the only person that had to ever in the history of time pick between those two movies. <laughs> I don't think they're pit, ever pit up against each other. Number nine, Of an Age. Number eight, She Came to Me. Number seven, Killers of a Flower Moon. Number six, poor things. And here's where shit gets real. Okay, count these. That's weird. I had Killers of a Flower Moon so low. That was, uh, I, I've, I feel like I accidentally snubbed that movie, even though I, I, I awarded the best actress to it. But uh, I do really like that movie. Uh, five, Landscape with Invisible Hand. Four, Dicks the Musical. Three, A Thousand and One. Two, Asbestos Beasts. Amazing film. And my number one film, my favorite movie of the year, the best movie of the year, is Bo is Afraid. That, yeah, that, that held true. Because, yeah, once you, once you, we saw it relatively early. Yeah. And you're like, I think this might be my favorite. Of yeah. The year. So, so then, it, it beat a lot of competition. I haven't rewatched it, in all fairness. Uh, yeah. But the memory that lives in my mind is I, I, at one point I was like, it's, it's Dicks and Bo. And those are yeah. the only two greats. And then everything else is everything else. But then I really looked at the list. There's like a lot. I could give you like 30 more movies that are like yeah. pretty damn good. Oh, of course. Which is a lot uh, for a year. Which if you talk to anyone in the world, they'll say, oh, yeah, there's no movies anymore. They all suck. <laughs> it's all Marvel movies. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's weird still hearing that when you're like, we just saw, was it 174 this year alone? I, yeah. I Yeah, I think I have my had. I think I was at 167. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, that I saw personally, and I think I know you guys saw ones that I didn't see. Yeah. So yeah, it's pretty, pretty, pretty good. But Bo is Afraid is yeah. far and away my favorite. That one, I remember that one like profoundly affecting you. Yes, yeah. Yeah. and it remains. So we had 186 on this list that maybe is like give or take two if we we're not talking about things that we were actually going to rate, like right. um, streaming movies. Yeah, like stop there's making streaming sense. movies and stopping yeah. sense. Yeah, we said we and there was a hand. I think. There's there's a handful of like reissue films. Yeah, Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, but Dawn I didn't add those to this okay. list. Just Stop Making Sense was on there, and then, uh, yeah, there were two Netflix movies that we talked okay. about. Well, regardless, we saw a lot of. There was a lot movies. of movies. <laughs> okay, I had a hard time. I had a hard time so much that so many of these were shuffled around. I guess it may or may not matter. Okay, so my honorable mention. Could be fifth or sixth place. Radical. Right. A really great movie. A movie movie. A movie that made me feel like glad to have watched it. And happy that the people put in the work that they did. Then I have How to Blow Up a Pipeline. Too well done to not (laughs) add it. Then I have Saltburn and Poor Things, which are kind of the same vibe where it's just like, (laughs) 
crazy stuff and um just kind of like wow you're very weird and that's fun watch it with your family yes <laughs> put it on at christmas then these things i couldn't choose between one or the other when evil lurks and then my number one was landscape with invisible hand okay oh cool yeah so there was a period earlier in the year where uh, I think we were doing our tier list and the devil conspiracy, I think, was S tier, right? Because uh, at that point, that was probably our favorite movie of the year. So I was like, wow, that'd be crazy if this made it all the way through the end. And then we saw Of an Age. We kind of thought the same thing. It's like, oh, wow, that's that, that came out of nowhere. I think we might have given that an A or an S tier as well. Um, there was a period during the year where I thought 1001 would be my favorite of the year. Uh, we were all really excited about how to blow up a pipeline. We thought that might carry through. But these are all honorable mentions along with Anatomy of a Fall on my list. Uh, at five, I went with Landscape with Invisible Hand. That one held up really strong. Jewels, I got to put that up there as well because it was just, it's it's weird. It's simplistic, but it just, it it's wholesome. And I don't know, just it, it hits you in all the right spots. Um, I got to put Killers of the Flower Moon at three because, uh, again, I was dreading the runtime. I didn't think I'd be into it. It was quite the opposite. Um, when a horror or thriller movie comes along that, like I said, creates iconic imagery or has something fresh uh, to, to put in your face that you haven't seen before or that gets you thinking well beyond the theater, I think that deserves merit. So I got When Evil Lurks at number two. And this is not recency bias because I, I spent a lot of time looking at the entire list and, and, and weighing this, but I got to put Poor Things as my favorite movie for number one. Honorable mentions. Just one because I didn't know we had to do a top 20 honorable mention. <laughs> <laughs> top 20. You well, could I'm, do a top 20. And I guess so. so he's going to give us 30. Well, I only have one. I only got one okay. honorable mention because I didn't know. Like I said. If it was up to me, it'd be like Cabin in the Woods, number 30, and fucking uh, <laughs> Knights of the Zodiac, number 29, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all this other crazy shit. Uh, my one honorable mention, 80 for Brady. The fact that I had so much fun. Awesome. I'm going off of like experience at this point. I yeah. don't even care. <laughs> even though most of it's mostly just because of the vibe. So 80 for Brady is number six. Then I'm going to go ahead and put Poor Things as my number five. Um, I was like, uh, it's a good movie. Fuck me. I don't care. Um, Fast X. Seeing that in an almost packed room in Mira Mesa. Fucking incredible. Phenomenal. Awesome. Big. Fast. Badass. That's all I got. Um, okay. This is like the hardest top three I've ever had a fucking do. Yeah. And I, yeah. I, I have the one, but this is two and three are interchangeable. I'll start with three. Mm. I saw X. Fucking incredible movie. Finally, we're back to the uh, fucking form of great films of horror. That's all I got. Saw X this is a fucking classic. The Devil Conspiracy. Now, this is like, uh, you know, it's hard to say. That they're changing the game with that one, but they definitely changed a lot of fucking shit. Like yeah, cinema, yeah, they're not not changing the game. Yeah, cinema yeah. like as we know it is changing because of that fucking movie. Right. Like fucking Scorsese, <laughs> fucking Ari Aster. They're all looking at that fucking movie, going, "Holy shit!" And when you think about it, they're changing the game. Yeah, yeah. they're like, yeah. "Fuck, Devil Conspiracy." Maybe I should like try. Yeah, yeah. 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 
I have to fucking try, right? God damn it. That's fucking... That's in, it's the most creative film I've ever seen in the year. Yep. But my number one, because I've, I've seen it twice, and it's a fucking ask to see this movie twice because <laughs> of how long it is. Bo is Afraid. Ooh. That is my favorite film. I, I never related to someone so fucking uh, funny. <laughs> and uh, it was sick. I like the movie. That's cool. Yeah, everyone it, I've ever talked to about this movie did not like it. Other than, yeah, 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 other yeah, than yeah. Colin, and I'm like, you know what? Did you guys, it, um, just, you guys just have to live a fucking life. You guys have to live a life. Yeah. You guys had a, you guys had it so easy. Fuck you. Did it get omitted from uh, Golden Globes and all that? Uh, they gave. They think they nominated uh, Joaquin for Best Actor. Oh, okay, yeah. But, but yeah, other than that. Okay. Absolutely not, dude. That first hour alone, <laughs> insanity. It's just no, fun. the whole film. Whoa. Yeah, the whole. But what I'm saying is like, oh, like alone. Me- just okay, yeah, you okay. can like you can still vividly remember watching that first hour. Yeah, because you're just like, what the hell is happening? So, and then it just keeps going, going and, and going, going and turning into different things. And like people give that grief, but it's I don't know. Take take a go with it. Mm-hmm. Have a good time. Take the yeah. ride. Now normally. We would end because it's a great movie. But guess what? We end on a fucking sour note. Well, we didn't end because I have to say favorite movie ended up going to Bo is Afraid. There we Since go. Two people put it on top. Call the stand up. <laughs> Take Thank a bow. You. Thank you. you. Thank you. I won. Thank you. Accepting on behalf Thank of you. What are you wearing pants? tonight? Uh, some fucking nasty ass sweatpants <laughs> and a Nike ACG crew neck because it's cold. What's... uh? What's what's next for us? So our final category. Everyone's favorite. The one you've all been waiting for. The one everyone loves to hear. The one we've all been waiting for. The one I struggled with the most. Yeah, it was it was a stacked bill. Stacked bill for this category, which is haters ball. Hate, 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 hate. Oh my god, there was a lot of bad ones. I'm gonna give you two honorable mentions, and these are left field. Honorable, honorable, dishonorable. I hate I hate these movies. But not enough to truly put them in the worst of the worst. I had paint. Mm. And that's, you might say, but well, that's a non-offensive film. Exactly. Why does it fucking exist? There was no reason. Yeah, and you hurt my feelings. And, uh, the definition of a movie that dresses itself up like a smart movie until you actually look at anything that happens in it, which is absolutely nothing. Absolute garbage. One of the worst movies. But the haters ball. It, I, I, I'm zagging. You guys are Ooh. zigging and I'm zagging. On a lot of these, I struggled with my my top pick. My top pick is gonna fucking blow your faces <laughs> off. Okay. It's gonna melt you. Um, a good person, obvious, obvious entry. The machine, obvious entry. Shortcomings, uh, pretentious, horrific bullshit. Strays, one of the most aggressively unfunny things I've ever had to just sit down and deal with while it was happening in front of me. But the movie that I really hated, and it's just stuck with me this whole time, I couldn't quite shake it, was Hypnotic. Why? <laughs> oh, yeah. Because it had all the potential. You could you the budget, the star quality, it's the potential. I mean, Strays, you could say, if anything, I'm being a grouch. I go to see the Talking Dog movie, and I'm upset there's Talking Dogs. That's kind of on me. The Machine. It's a Burt Kreischer movie. It's for his fans. They go see it. They have a good time. I don't have a good time. That's on me. But Hypnotic was such hardcore gibberish. (laughs) Such forgettable mess. I legitimately scrubbed from my brain completely, was reminded of it. I said, what the... What? (laughs) Why? 
It's like uh, it's a sci-fi movie featuring starring Ben Affleck. Should okay. be cool. Should be fun. Yeah. It's the potential they had. They had it was theirs to lose and they lost it. They had the most resources to work with. All all these Jesus movies and I'm sure you guys are going to poo-poo cuz you're you're all such uh, you know, city folk. You don't understand <laughs> the other walks of life that exist out there. They're, it hurts because it's true. They're working with like $20,000 that they fucking collected at their church. They're, they're, they're no. shoestring budgets. <laughs> and they're trying to... They but <laughs> Hypnotic had it all. And they lost it all. They wasted our time. They were worse than being horrifically bad or funny bad. They were just boring and confusing. And that is why I have that as the controversially the worst movie of the year. Mm. Controversial. I had a hard time whittling this down as well. I I I know I know I know I know your oh, pain. My, my plight. It was tough. Uh, but I got it down to five, and I'm still not sure what I'm going to put at the top. Yeah, okay. we're all standing I'm, by. I'm with you. So we've got Infinity Pool. Trash. Pretentious. Absolute nonsense. pretentious nonsense. Throw it away. Never make a movie again. Strays. Garbage. <laughs> I still don't know Recycled how they made those dogs talk. jokes. <laughs> it had one joke. It was so bad. It was hard to sit through. And uh, then I have a good person. Awful. <laughs> I don't think I, is that the Berkeley boring, one? miserable, or? pretentious again. Zach Braff, get that, over okay. yourself yeah, and yeah, your yeah, girlfriend. Yeah. I skipped that. Terrible. Sorry, Morgan Freeman had to be in this movie. Okay, here we go. So I this is like, I kept going back and forth. I can't tell what I'm going to put on top. It might be, uh, I'm going to go with it. <laughs> Silent Night mm. for number two. Wow. Mm. It is the worst movie, period. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Hey, 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 Would hey, rather hey, do hey. literally anything, including die, than watch this movie again. <laughs> He'd rather die. But number one, for just most offensive, okay. with nothing redeeming about it whatsoever, uh-huh. at least there's... Wait, wait, wait. Let me guess. Okay. Oh, hint wise. Does it start with an S? It does. Okay, I got it. I think I know what it is, too. <laughs> want to guess? No, Go no, ahead. no. Guess. Say it at one, two, three. <laughs> one, two, three. Sanctuary. Oh. I thought Dylan was going to say it. I, I was gonna say Southern Bell, but I remember you didn't see what it. What is Southern Bell? Southern, Southern Gold. Gospel. Southern oh. Gospel. No, oh. I didn't see it. Sanctuary. Wow. Absolutely, oh. absolutely offensive. An atrociously bad film. Don't mistake the fact that Infinity Pool and Sanctuary weren't on my list with some sort of confusion that they were any good. Those Turner, were... Sanctuary is like, supposed to be like the sexy one. Yes. yes. Yeah. Two oh. people in a hotel room supposed to be. Sexy supposed to be a thriller. Dialogue is absolute garbage. Mm-hmm. The l- let's call it cinematography trash. Mm-hmm. The way that it looks trash. The acting atrocious. Just the premise in general stupid. <laughs> I can never remember her name, but the girl that plays the second Frankenstein from Four Things, isn't it? Yeah, A.D. Bryant's kid. No, Andy. Andy, Andy McDowell's, McDowell's kid. kid. Who goes by a different last name. I only so wanted to call know. her Andy McDowell's kid because if we're going after Nepo babies, I'm, we're not letting this one in. <laughs> yeah, just a terrible actor so far. And, and she's she, in that Coen Brothers movie coming out too. With the one in the trailer, she has a stupid been southern us accent. Since like the spring. Mm. Yeah. So Andy McDowell's kid, you yeah. got called out. Terrible. 
stop making films. I don't even know how bad she was, but that movie she's was. She's bad. The, the movie, movie is, bad. is bad. She's bad. There's a scene where she like dances for no reason. And this camera goes upside down for no reason. It is a confused and stupid movie, and it's the worst. Love it. After Silent Night. <laughs> so you say Silent? Oh wait. It still gets number one because Silent crazy. Night is the worst movie on the planet, but Sanctuary is offensively bad. Okay, so it's not the quant quality; it's the quantity, or the other way around. No wait. Reverse that. <laughs> Brent, come on, man. So, okay. Uh, this year for Haters Ball, we're going to have a little bit of a theme. Uh, it's just like being a dude, right? You can make a movie about being a dude and dudes rock and it's awesome. You know, like Equalizer 3, you're a dude. You're just shooting dudes. Hell yeah, that's awesome. Gran Turismo, it's like, yo, I'm a gamer and I want to race. Yeah, man, that's a good movie. I like that. However, there's like, there's this strain of doodum that is in the number three position that uh i just don't like which is just like where it's like a a guy that kind of gets some virality from telling a story about his russian field trip uh. and, you know what i mean and he just milks it for what over 10 years at this point and that's like all he talks about to the point that they make a movie about this well-tread story that's just been told over and over and over on every podcast on every comedy special and that movie is of course called the machine uh did not like that movie at all uh i think it's my third most hated movie of the year and then in spots two and one uh you probably heard me gripe about this throughout the year on the podcast but it's just old men who can't let go of the notion that they think they're tough and they need to be portrayed as tough. They need to be almost invincible. And they need to be in action movies. And they need to just like hog up screen time, you know, in, in one case to the tune of over three hours. So uh, I think my number two most hated movie on the year is Marlowe. I could not stand that hunk of trash. Are you sure that was this year? Yep. Liam Neeson. Wow. Yep. It was very early. Long year. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But wow. I, I remember just like just sitting there just just not enjoying myself and Man, that's how bad all these other movies were cuz that was a very bad movie and I did didn't not even think didn't even cross yeah, my yeah, mind yeah, to yeah. put it on here. It wasn't that bad. It was pretty bad. It was yeah, it was rough for me. Uh and then uh number 1, I've got Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Love it. <laughs> Love the, it. The movie Love it. Nobody, Go the fuck off. Yeah, nobody yes. asked for this shit. I I met uh fucking Star Wars Celebration in Anaheim they're like, "Yo, Harrison Ford's, I just saw him in the hallway. I'm like, oh shit, they're going to announce something cool. And then sure enough, they bring him up on stage. He like hugs John Williams. I'm like, this is beautiful. This is like 50 years of friendship, you know, and, and John Williams is retiring. He's going to say something really nice about John Williams, which he does to his credit. I'm like, now we're going to fucking drop some cool Star Wars news because this is Star Wars celebration. He goes, oh, and uh, we just finished Indy 5. And they show like the, his silhouette as Indian. And the crowd's yeah. like, all right, Star Wars, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Thanks for showing up at Star Wars Celebration to talk about Indy 5. And then, yeah, then we have to go see this damn thing. It's it's a mess, a mess, a mess. I did enjoy uh, the fact that I think it was like two weeks in a row we saw old men fighting on a train. That was very funny to me, but it didn't mean that I necessarily enjoyed it. I just thought it was just hilarious in that regard. But, I, yeah. I support this slot. Again, potential, yeah. the budget, yeah! the name recognition, everything you had. It was yours to lose, yep. and you lost it. It fumbled you the just, You guys are living in the past. It's not about him. It's a bad movie. It's about the lady taking over. Well, yeah, they should have made it just be her then. Why do they have this? Oh, but then you would so complain that can, about that too. And then yes, they lock it down to the... pass it on. Or just make a new adventurer movie. It's so silly. Yep. Unnecessary. Yep. Absolutely unnecessary. Oh, that was your one? Yeah, it's my one. 
I don't believe in hating in movies. You know, like <laughs> I love anyone trying to express themselves through art creatively. You know, just show me what you're into at this weird fucking moment in time in life that we're all experiencing all at once. You know what I mean? Like, I don't hate on things, but if I had to pick a couple, <laughs> I didn't really write a list down. I'm just looking at my uh, my letterbox, and then I just uh, sorted it by least. Least favorite. <laughs> yeah. I, I try to like anything realistically, even though I hate a lot of things. <laughs> But film, I don't like to hate on film. It's weird, I know. All right, so my my least favorite two, apparently, were uh, The Oath and Nefarious. But I think I just did that oh, yeah. to not give it, like, a weird jump. I just, yeah. like, I don't yeah. like them either way. I don't think about it. The Oath is a really funny movie. I'll give it that, just because it's like, holy shit, what the fuck is happening all of a sudden, like, halfway through? And Nefarious is really funny. Because the guy from Saw 7 just being like, yeah, fucking kill your daughter, you fucking idiot. Or some bullshit. And then uh, that one guy comes back up. What's his name? The Fox News guy? Oh, Glenn Benton. Glenn Beck? Glenn Benton. <laughs> Glenn ben- <laughs> it's Glenn, it's Beck. Glenn Beck. It is Glenn, Glenn Beck, Beck shows yeah. up and you're like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. What's happening here? <laughs> um. And then if I had to, this is a movie I did not touch on because at the time I think I just, um, no one cared. <laughs> I don't even know if I should really talk about Do it. it. The Martyr or Murder movie, like the, uh, there's the like a Filipino one? film that just was like terribly, like kind of like just terrible. It was just a bad film. <laughs> I remember that one being like really bad. <laughs> And then, like, the other ones that I have low are just kids' movies. So I don't want to hate on the fucking camp hideout. That's not oh, fun. That one was pretty tough to get through. Yeah, <laughs> But that's not fun to make fun of. It's the little kids. And then um, or, uh, The Machine is down there. Yeah. If I had to put... If I had to make The Oath, Nefarious, The Machine, Martyr or Murderer, or... Uh, what's the other one? About My Father fight which are these are the top five lowest was about my father sebastian maniscalco yeah Yeah, and robert de niro in a ponytail yeah which is the only saving grace for me is that robert de niro Niro shows up in a ponytail for like 10 seconds i had to choose the worst one out of all four that i just mentioned i think i would rather not watch the machine (laughs) even though nefarious in the oath and the uh the the other martyr murder Ah, oh, because Martyr Murder is kind of fucking terrible. It is really hard to watch. Well, I'm going to say, I don't think that we actually reviewed the Martyr. We did not. So it's yeah. like hard to say. So I'm, I'm going to have to put that in second place for me. Okay. So the machine has to like legit take that place. Because I can't, I don't know if I can rewatch that movie. Mm-hmm. I think I can rewatch Nefarious and the Oath, even though I just don't want to like watch yeah. it. So weird. Uh, there's like these mirrors all around, like... The guy from uh, the who played young Burt Kreischer in The Machine was in Theater Camp, which was great. Yeah, uh-huh. Robert De Niro <laughs> was also in Killer the Flower Moon, which is great. great. So it's like, what are you oh, doing? <laughs> oh, that 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 the and Andy McDowell's kid. Yeah, she was in Poor Things. Poor Things. So it's like you're the everyone who was in a bad movie was also in a very good movie. Mm-hmm. Strange. They think the like, bad movies were like. They filmed them in their trailers. For good There's <laughs> something like that. They're just, they're just uh, sharpening the tools, like I like to say. They're like, I'm already going to be in L.A. Or yeah. I'm already going to be in Atlanta. At least make some money. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
All right. Well, that puts The Machine as the worst film, least favorite film. It's a very respectably bad movie. And Justine, you didn't watch it. Yeah. Yeah. It would if you thought Strays was bad. No, I'm. It's basically it's on my list. Yeah. Because just of what I know about it. Oh yeah, if she saw it, that would, be, it would get another first place vote. That sucked. Yeah. It was like a, it's yeah. like not necessarily a pro-Russian movie, but like pretty much yeah, pro-Russian. Yeah. And I know how movies work; they takes a long time to film and everything. I'm sure it was in development for a long time, but it came out like the week of the Ukraine conflict starting. Which That's was like, right. Oh man, poor guy, poor guy. That's true. Yeah, it was like like it, Russia was not it was not cool to be Russia at the time. I still don't think it is, but. Man, at the time, it was a, it was I just a don't terrible remember, time for I don't release. remember the timeline, I guess. Yeah. It was like, <laughs> it was like right on the cusp on. of the conflict. Yeah, or something crazy. Like I mean, that, it was yeah. before people stopped caring about it, put it that way. Mm-hmm. It was still on people's minds. I don't know yeah. if it was right when they had started the support Ukraine thing in the head, in the byline, but still. Jesus. It was, uh, uh, yeah, it was had nothing working for it. Yeah. <laughs> and this concludes our favorites awards. This concludes... Our experiment concludes uh, our time with you. Thank you to everyone who tuned in regularly. I have to, hey, how about some awards for us? How about an award for consistently, award yeah. to Justine. Oh, thank you. For consistently Insane work. editing down wow. everything we say into some coherent mess every goddamn week. That is an insane streak. I think we should really get credit for that. I think we should give credit to everyone who listened. You know what I want credit for? I want credit to us <laughs> for not fucking uh, uh, e-begging. No Patreons. Never. No uh, Never. kick us some money. We know damn well what's going on, all right? Almost anyone else on the internet just trying to squeeze a buck out of you for their stupid little hobbies. Our stupid little hobbies we shared with you. You had a good time, hopefully, enough to be listening this far. Jesus, you maniacs. And so our thanks to you for uh, uh, indulging us like this. Thank you very much. And um, how about the rest of you? I, I hogged the mic enough. Does anyone have anything to say? Any reflections? It's all over now, so if you don't say it now. Yeah, how do you feel after a whole fucking year and a half of doing this? Yeah, <laughs> yeah so we've been talking about canceling some of our streaming services and keeping the Regal Passes because mm-hmm. it kind of opened up a whole you know, new uh, insight into the different kinds of movies that you can that you can watch and the quality of film I think also is a lot different from what you're going to find, you know, scrolling on Netflix or whatever. Sorry. So it's good it I think it's I mean it's too much to do a whole bunch, but I think we have a pretty good idea maybe of like the stuff that we would be into and I would say the past is kind of cool. Very cool. Yeah. Maybe cancel some of your nonsense <laughs> head to the movies. Yeah, to be clear, um, the uh, the fact that we're we're going on indefinite hiatus doesn't mean that we don't like movies anymore. It's it's, it's quite the opposite. It's just it's just it's just the schedule. Knowing that your weekend and sometimes you know you're like even the other days of the week. There's been there was weeks where it was like six or seven movies. You knew that they're going to be consumed by going to the, to the theater and that. That is what is the grind, you know, on, on top of other things, like we mentioned Justine doing, you know, this crazy job of <laughs> editing, you know, multi-hour recordings down to, to what, you you know, you end up hearing as a listener. That, that That's nuts. But yeah, I, it doesn't change how, how I feel about movies in any capacity. I'm definitely going to keep the pass. 
happy to go check out and try new movies at the theater. Um, you know, like with, with a few exceptions, you know, it was it was always nice to be able to go sit in the auditorium and check it out and see it, quote unquote, the way that it was supposed to be. Um, there was a weird period where uh, this might be this is definitely my personality, but it just like it just became about numbers. So it was like I would go see a couple movies at the theaters and I'd come home and I'd add another one, <laughs> you know, which I, which I think everybody else did to a certain extent. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Lots of uh, home viewing as well. Um, but now I think it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be nice to kind of be able to do things at a leisurely pace and be able to fit that into, um, a more full life versus a movie life, which was, <laughs> it was, it was a fun experiment, especially at first, uh, then it just got to be a, like a bit of a, a, a walking nightmare, but we made it through and I'm, I'm glad that nobody quit. I thought that was, that was part of the experiment was to see like who would quit first. Nobody did. Um, I don't know if it was stubbornness or, or, or what, but uh, we saw it through. So I'm, I'm proud of all you guys uh, here in the room. And uh, th- thanks for doing it. And it was it was fun. I, there's always going to be you know movies I won't forget simply because I saw it with you guys and we got to laugh. And uh, you know there, there was even times where we were the only people in the theater and we got to do like a mystery science theater <laughs> thing, which was really great. Um, I regret everything we ate. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> Pure but, facts. But but yeah, like uh, the the actual experience and doing it with the three of you was awesome. Oh, I did not plan this out. I don't know why I fought for this. <laughs> <laughs> um, just want to first of all thank you for the listeners. Um, you know who you are. Thank you for listening to this as long as you have, which is a, an entire year. 53 weeks, right? Oh, this will be episode 70. This is episode yeah, 70. Nice. You sat through 70 episodes, which is like 90 hours plus, I assume. It's like yeah. every hour and a half, two hours an ep. Uh, so like a, maybe even double. So like 140 hours plus oh, of our fucking voices <laughs> talk Just about stuff. nonsense. Yeah. Trail off. Uh, but you stuck with it. I'm proud of you, the listener, for listening to this even now, which is uh, insane to think about. Um, proud of everyone else in this room. Can't believe we uh, we made it this far. 2024, we're going to watch at least half the movies we did in 2023. <laughs> Probably. Probably. Yeah, like at least in theaters. Like We're not watching every goddamn fucking thing. But, um, you know, it's going to be sick. Uh, hope we uh, come back. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, nah, but for for realsies, happy everyone's still here. We haven't fucking choked each other out. I'm glad there's no physical violence between any four of us. Yeah, like I, there was times where it's been close. Mm-hmm. You, uh, you feel the tension. You, you cut the tension with a knife in the air. It's yeah. fucking. It was insane. Yeah, when he was waving that gun, I didn't. I was. Well, Colin quit. carries. Yeah. One. I had a gun. Era, yeah, okay. and like. Yeah. He was messing around with it, like kind of like spinning the uh, the chamber and pointing at us. Dude, it really wasn't cool. You know, <laughs> every, every time we we disagreed with him or something. Yeah, we we're like, dude, strays. I had to make the dogs talk, and he's like, he just like actually like chambered rounds. It was fucked. Oh, but, I give this movie one bullet. <laughs> and I spin it, and I cook it, and I put it he in my head. Your head, deer like, hunter style. Like, pull the trigger, dude, man. He cleans oh. your he cleans your shoes. Yeah, yeah. And you're like you're gonna play Russian roulette with his head. Weird. No, but I'm happy for Colin for being. I'm proud of Colin for being a good sport, even though we like, I'll harp on, I'll hop on him and make fun of him constantly. Uh, but I'm glad he took it in to the chin. This is the last time I get to say that. 
And, uh, you know, it was fun. I'm still going to go to the theaters. I'm keeping the pass. Though I think I'm going to go like twice a month. So I don't know. I guess it's they say it's worth to have the pass to go twice a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I guess I'll keep the pass. Um, But I'm proud of us. And I'm grateful for Justine for editing all of this. Because oh, I'm sure she's fucking tired of our voices. <laughs> Like I, I'm sure she fucking hates Colin's voice, <laughs> and I'm sure she hates my voice even when she can hear it from above, upstairs in a different room. Um, but that being said, thanks for listening. Anyway, guys, have a good 2024 and beyond. Bye. <laughs> Unlimited. Yeah!